Okay, good evening. Um, tonight we're going to learn a mimer on Pashas Mishpatim. I want to make mention we have a dedication on tonight's class. It was uh, dedicated um, by Mrs. Brawl, and this is in honor of her mother's yard site, which is tonight. Yal Bas Yitzchak, may her neshama have a great aliyah to the greatest of heights. May she be a melitz yosher and send lots of channel, lots of blessings your way in everything that you need, uh, in the material and in the spiritual. And there was also dedicated tonight's class, L'schus the Neshama of Tzvi ben David, um, that uh, as a young boy who had passed away this week, um, may this be his chus for Neshama, and may... It be just very, very short because we're expecting all Neshamas coming back very soon to re-inhabit bodies because here is where the party is happening, down here below, not in heaven. So heaven is a nice place to hang out for a little while, but ultimately we got to come back here. Um, today we're going to learn the discourse, the Elaha Mishpatim, so, as I've mentioned to you earlier in previous classes of this year, that this year we're going very cryptic. Um, simply because the main mamarim of Torah Or and Lakuti Torah we've already learned in the previous years, in which we studied the main discourses. Um, what's left for us almost in every week's parsha, besides in just very few, are only the explanations of the mimer called the beer. When the Alter Rebbe would say a mimer, he would say a mimer, and then he would give an explanation on the mimer. Now, you can pretend you understood the mimer, but when it came to the explanation of the mimer, that's when it got really, really confusing and difficult because the explanation was like opening up the hood of a car and taking a tour about what's inside. And the mimer itself was taking a ride in the car. It's easier to take a ride in the car than to understand the 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 inside engineering uh, of the car. So what, what he does always in the beer is that he explains by giving us the, all the Kabbalistic under, under elements, the, the undercurrents of the mimer. So unless one is very, very familiar with Kabbalah, it makes the biurim very difficult to learn. Uh, but uh, just because it's difficult doesn't mean we shouldn't learn it. So I made an attempt today on the on the uh, beer on the Elah HaMishpatim. And um, I went swimming in this ocean, and uh, I came out wet. <laughs> to say that I uh, understand this discourse that we're going to learn tonight, uh, very, very limited, in a very limited way. Yet, um, it's still very special, so we're going to learn. And uh, the idea is that this, what we're learning tonight, is really a continuation of the class that we spoke on Monday night. This past Monday, I did a shear in the Monday night class, the parish in my life, which was a synopsis of the Alter Rebbe's Ve'elah HaMishpatim, of his main mimer. And this is the explanation on Ve'elah HaMishpatim. This is the, the uh, beer on that. So um, some of what we discussed on Monday night is going to be rediscussed tonight. Uh, but from a more Kabbalistic and uh, a mystical uh, uh, standpoint. Okay, here we begin. This is in, in Sefer Torah Oyer on Daf Ayin Vav, 
Um, it's the second uh, column, Ve'ela Mishpatu. Okay, the gist of what we discussed on Monday night and what is discussed in this Mimer is the pivotal function, the pivotal job of Moshe Rabbeinu in acting as the communicator of the divine to the Jewish people. That the Jewish people, a Torah mitzvah is a way in which we connect to God, but we need to have Moshe Rabbeinu serving as the intermediator or mediator who is going to connect us to Hashem. And generally the main idea that he explained was, and the main mimer, is that without Moshe Rabbeinu, even though we go through all the motions of being a Jew, and we, we maybe study and learn, and even if we go deep and we have information and knowledge, but it, there's a certain disconnect because it's not real. It's not our reality. The problem with being in a relationship with God is that you know, you're not marrying another human being. You're getting married, you're connecting to a being that is absolutely in every way, every way possible different than you. In a way, so therefore, you know, how, can, how can it be real? In order for it to be real, it's outside of our reality. Our reality is the reality of creation. Our reality is not the reality of, of the divine. So we can learn about it, we can explore it, we can you know, have all kinds of charts, Kabbalistic charts, and this and that, and try to describe it, but it's not it. It's all descriptions. It's not it. And even when we do understand it, it's still not real, because it's so distant. So the secret of Moshe Rabbeinu is that Moshe Rabbeinu infuses us with Das. Das is the idea of being able to experience something, to being able to feel something. Das means Hargasha. Hargasha means to sense it being real. And it's not just concepts, it's not just ideas, it's, it's very real to us. We don't have the Das on our own. As he's going to explain, that most Nishamas, definitely almost all the Nishamas in our generation, but as we spoke about on Monday night, even neshamas in earlier generations, most of the neshamas are lacking das. They don't have the capability of producing their own das. They don't have the das in, the, in God. They can have chachma, they can have bina, they can have very, very expansive intelligence, but not real das. And if you don't have real das, then you, don't, then you can't really produce true, lasting, real emotions. Because then the, the excitement is... is it's fleeting. It's 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 fantasy. It's not it's not thorough. And and one of the things that happen when you're lacking the das is that you're you're always fluctuating between holiness and unholy, because you can get excited about God for one minute and then get excited about total opposite things. And we all know we, what we spoke about. We learned that in about that in a mimer a couple of weeks ago. The state of gullus is a state of dreaming. Which that's the idea of a dream, a dream you can combine total opposites, contradictions, and you don't even realize that it is a contradiction. Because you're just in a dream and it all makes sense. So the fact that we can be so angelic while we're davening and be so whatever animal when we're away from davening, and it can all happen within the course of an hour, is like something that doesn't even shock us. It's like, you know, it just happens because we're in a dream light. That's also the idea of lacking the das. Because when you have das, and you have a reality, if the Abishur is real, then you don't get distracted. It remains, it's permanent, it carries through. And then it's either, either, either. Either you're choosing to be in a relationship with God, or, you're, or a person finds themselves being enmeshed in material, physical delights and pleasure, worldly pleasure or godly pleasure, but it's one or the other. So when you have Das, and the Abishur becomes real, suddenly the world 
become something that uh, is a, a tool to serve God, and that's it. But it's not, a, it's not an entity onto its own. The fact that we become so caught up in worldly things is because we don't have the das. But we're not supposed to live without the das. That's not the point. The point is not that we remain dasless. The point is to receive that das. And how do we get the das? Moshe Rabbeinu, as a shepherd, nurtures us with the das. And that's the idea that it says in Kriya Shema, as we're going to learn, Venasati Esev Besatcha, I give grass in your field, Behemtacha, to your animal. Animals referring to all the nishamas that are, that are in this state in which God is not their reality. The reality is the world. All these nishamas, they all need to be fed the grass that Moshe gives them, the Esev. Moshe's giving of that Esav makes the divine real. Um, now, we're going to, he's going to explain that there are very few neshamas, very select souls, that are come from a very high place, like the neshamas of great, the rabbis, the sages, the tanoim, especially Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his friends, the great mystics, the great saints. The neshamas of other tzaddikim, these souls are super souls, and they're called human, and they have, they have, they have das, because they are the neshamas of atzilus. They are neshamas that come down from the world of the divine, from the world of emanation, and they don't change when they descend lower into the lower realms, into the lower creation. They don't change. They retain that pure and and godly consciousness that they had in atzilus. Uh, most of the other neshamas, however, even though we all begin as neshamas of Atzilus, but as we're processed into existence and into creation, we go through a metamorphosis and we, we leave the world where, where God is reality and we enter into a world where creation is real. And we know that there is a God who created the world, but that's outside of our sense of what's, what's the reality. Reality is the world. So for most neshamas are called neshamas dibiyah. Biyah stands for an acronym of the three lower worlds. Bria, Yetzir, and Asiya. Those are most of the neshamas. They're also called neshama, called Zera, Behema, the seed of animal. They're lacking the das, and Moshe has to infuse them with the das. And that's the secret of the first mitzvah this week in the Torah portion. Ve'elaha mishpatim, and these are the laws, ashetasim lefneim, that you should place before them. Meaning Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu, through the laws, you're going to infuse these laws with special Moshe juice which means you're going to put your das into these laws, and, 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 and these laws are going to channel the das into their pnimias, which means making, godly, making godliness real to us, that we internalize it. Because here's a very another important idea that, we, that I discussed on Monday night's class, and which is a very important theme. It's not that we're lacking a connection to the divine. Every neshama has an intrinsic connection to the divine, even without Moshe. We have a connection to God. The problem is that that connection is hovering above us. It's not internalized into our everyday consciousness. It's the power of Amuna. Amuna is extremely powerful, and it's very, very strong. It'll even drive a person to give his life up and everything that it belongs and everything that he owns and everything that he has and all of his pleasures, to give it up, not to become disconnected from God, as explained in Tanya, at great length, how a Jew is ready to do that. And everybody, even he says, even the lightheaded are the lightheaded. Even the most, those who, who are the most, uh, that, that, that are, are, are the, the least spiritual of the Jewish people. Because once a Muna, you know, once you realize you're facing that test, 
of God or chas v'shalom disconnect, every Jew is willing to like give his life up. That's possible. But the problem is that that is your truth when you face that moment of reality. But that's not, that's not the everyday person. We don't live with that, with that MS every second. Why? Even though we believe in it. We have a Muna. You speak to the Jew and ask, you know, what do you believe in? As, we, as a classic example, that the thief, while he's breaking into a building, prays to God to be successful in the thievery. It's not like a hypocrite. You say he's a hypocrite. But it's not hypocritical because as mentioned on the Monday night class, <laughs> there's no one to impress when you're hanging from a windowsill in the middle of 3 o'clock in the morning. Who are you trying to deceive by believing in God? Obviously, it's, all, it's a very personal thing. If he cries out to God for help, it means he really believes in Hashem. He has Amuna. But yet, he's going to act, he's going to perpetrate an, an, a, something that is totally antithetical to God's will. That's ridiculous, ludicrous. And the answer is, that's what Amuna is. Amuna hovers above you. It doesn't permeate. You're, 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 you don't feel it. And if you feel it, then you would realize it's a contradiction. I can't do it. It's lacking the das. So the whole Indian is, and these are the laws, Moshe Rabbeinu, Ashetasim Lefneihem. You're going to enter into their pnimius. Lefneia means into their internal. You're going to make the Abish the real to them so that they can live with it 24-7. And based on that, make their decisions in their life so that what? As he's going to explain later, Sheishanim Yavoid, so we're successful in our sixth millennium in which the Jewish people have to do the work of Torah and mitzvahs. In order for the sixth millennium of 6,000 years you should work, which is hinted to when it says six years you should work, and in the seventh year, the servant goes out to freedom. That's the, that's the topic of the first mitzvah, that when you buy a Jewish slave, the Jewish slave is not just a Jewish slave. The Jewish slave is referring to all the Jewish people throughout history are called the Jewish slave. And our avoda is six years we toil in trying to re- refine this world through Torah and mitzvahs. But in the end, in the seventh millennium, there won't be any more mitzvah observance. Or as the Alter Rebbe is going to explain later, if there will be mitzvah observance, it's going to be in a whole different kind of mitzvah observance, a whole different level. So it's, we're going to be freed from mitzvahs as they are now, after Mashiach comes. But in order for us to reach that, as a result of the six years of millennium, six millennium, six millennium of Torah and mitzvahs, in order for us to reach that, we have to do the mitzvahs infused with Moshe's das. If we do Torah and mitzvahs without Moshe Rabbeinu's das, then our observance doesn't accomplish what it needs to accomplish. Our mitzvahs are too coarse. Our mitzvahs are too, 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 too dense for, it, for the godliness that's in the mitzvah to shine through. It's only when you have Moshe Rabbeinu permeating your soul with das, then when you're doing the mitzvah, the mitzvah is done with a certain elegance, with a certain refinement, with a certain um, a selflessness, which allows the holiness of the mitzvah, the godliness of the mitzvah to shine through. And through that we make the world into a godly place. Which means it's possible for a person to be extremely self-absorbed even in their observance. In other words, one egocent- a person's egocentric lot, um, focus or whatever can, can, can carry over even to the religious life. And then even their religiosity becomes about themselves. And then the mitzvahs are not shining godly light, they're just promoting ego. So that's what the Pasuk means, Sheishanam Yavoid. The six years are referring to the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs of the six, it's an amazing thing. The mitzvahs, the collective mitzvah observance of the 6,000 years of mitzvah observance of the Jewish people, which has to do with the 6,000 years of creation, the, those Sheishanam Yavod, you need to work those mitzvahs out. You need to work those mitzvahs. 
You need to polish those mitzvahs. Those mitzvahs need to be washed. The job of the shepherd is two things. The shepherd, whose Moshe is the shepherd, the shepherd does two things. He takes the flock out to graze and to find pasture. That's one job of the shepherd. The other job of the pet shepherd is he takes the, she- the, the flocks to the water. And when the flocks go to the water, they don't only drink, the flocks also go into the water for their weekly bath. And as they go into the water, they, they, uh, they frolic or whatever they do in the water, and they get washed in the water. And then when they come out, as it says in Shir Hashirim, uh, it speaks about Shinayach, your teeth, Ke'eder HaRachelim, are like the flocks of sheep, Sha'alu Menarachza, that are coming up from, the be- from, the, from being bathed in the water. Moshe Rabbeinu is to keep the sheep clean, which means mitzvah observance should be clean. He does two things. A Rebbe, which is an extension of Moshe Rabbeinu, has two effects on the mitzvahs of the Jewish people. Number one, he infuses us with the das and makes God real to us in a very real way. Number two, as a result of that das, we're able to do the mitzvahs in a, in a, in a refined manner. So that our mitzvahs will lead to, as we say, the the seventh millennium, we will have the world of the ultimate, the ultimate connection to Hashem. But Moshe, and how does Moshe do that? Kisikne Eved Ivri, as we can explain. That's the idea. So now, Moshe Rabbeinu has to purchase the Eved Ivri. When Moshe does that, he enables the Sheshi Shanim Yavoy, the six days, to be worked. Now let's read it in the, in again, the Bir al Anal, the explanation on the Maimah. And these are the laws. It says in the Pasuk, the Pasuk in Yirmiyo, it says, I will plant the Jewish people, Zera Adam, the seed of man, Zera Behemon, the seed of animal. God says, I will plant the Jewish people, I will create you, I will, as two, two levels, seed of man and seed of animal. Simple meaning of this is that Hashem is promising that when Mashiach comes, humans are going to have the same quality of animal in the sense that just like animals are all healthy when they're born and they, they, and they have no problems generally with, with, with illness and animals. See, it used to be that, that, that sadly that, that uh, there was so much infant, infant disease and death. And then, but animals had less problems. So the Pasuk is saying, that even though you're going to be, that the human beings are going to have in a sense, you see that we're living already in the days of Mashiach. That, that, that problem that used to be in, hist- in all of history, that so many people didn't make it past childhood, today is uh, Baruch Hashem has moved, has, been, has already been fixed to a very great degree. Maybe it's the fulfillment of this prophecy that the Zera Adam will be like the Zera Behemoth. That's a simple meaning, as the Mepharshim say. The Alter Rebbe explains that this is referring to the creation of souls, or the emergence, rather, better word, the emergence of souls. That the neshamas emerge on two levels. The neshamas that are called zera are done the seed of man. And those are the very, very big tzaddikim who have the das and elokus on their own. And they don't need Moshe to feed them the das. Now it's very important, that it's interesting, the mimer is going to explain later that even the biggest tzaddikim do need to receive nurture from Moshe. For the, for, for the das itself, for the regular das, they don't need it. But he's going to explain later that there is something that these tzaddikim also means. Ultimately, everybody has to come on to Moshe. But the main effect on Moshe Rabbeinu is on the neshamas that are called zera behema, the seed of animal. As it says in the Pasuk, zera adam, the seed of man. The zera behema, the seed of animal. 
So he explains to now. So earlier in the main Maimer, he had explained that Adam are the Nishamas that have Das, and Behema are the Nishamas that don't have Das. They're called animal. Now he's going to explain the, the Kabbalistic origins, or he's going to explain the spiritual origins according to Kabbalah, where they come from. Why these Nishamas are called seed of man, and why are these Nishamas called seed of animal? So the Nishamas er- derive from different levels of the divine. Nishamas that are products of Malchus, the Nishamas that are the birth- born from Malchus, from the Shechina, are called seed of animal. Because Malchus itself is called Behema. We know that in the four names, there are four names that uh, of God, of the Yudke Vavke. The Tetragrammaton has four manifestations related to four different names. Depends on, as we spoke many times, the Miluyim, how you fill the Yudke Vavke. So there is one Miloy of the Shem Havaya, of the Shem of the Yudke Vavke, that is called Miloy, 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 um, Miloy Heyen, the Miloy of Ehei, and then you get 52. It's called Shem Ban, the name of 52. And then you have another Miloy, which is called Shem Ma, the name of 45. And you have another Miloy called Shem Sag, Samach Gimel 63. There's another Miloy called Shem Av, Shem of Ayin Bez, of 72. And the order is, the highest one is Ayin Bez, that's related to God as He radiates in the, in the attribute of Chachma. Chachma is the name of Ayin Bez, 72. Then when Hashem's energy is infused in Bina, it's called Shem Samach Gimel, it's related to the name of 63. When God's energy is coming through the six emotions, when the life is, when Hashem is projecting in and through the six emotions, the name of God then is Shem Ma, the name of 45. And when the, and the light of Hashem that is radiating in the Shechina, in Malchus, in the last and final attribute, it's called Shem Ban, 52. Now Ban, 52, is the exact gematria of Behema. Behema, which means that Malchus is associated with Behema. How can Malchus be associated with Behemoth? Behemoth means animal. How can you speak about a divine attribute and call it Behemoth? And the answer is a simple idea. In order of what's Malchus? Malchus is the last and final attribute of Atsilus, and Malchus is meant to act as, the, as, the, as a big gigantic filter. What Malchus does, Malchus is supposed to act as the a tran- transitor, be, the, 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 transition, that which serves as the, that which, that which uh, converts, changes from the divine into creation. Malchus is the point where creation happens. Because the king needs, needs a creation. He needs subjects that are not him. So Malchus calls for a creation. Now in order for Malchus to do that, that Malchus should be able to create an existence in where there is something that parades around that thinks it exists outside of God, which is really ludicrous. But in order for something to be able to feel itself disconnected, Malchus is a powerful filter that blocks Hashem's truth from coming through. Because if someone senses the true divine reality, you realize that God is reality. There's no such a thing as existence that's not God. Everything is Hashem. It's only that when Malchus is able to create an illusion, so to speak, a block on this MS, now, in order for Malchus to do that, Malchus itself has to buy into this illusion to a certain degree. It means the energy of God, the life force of Hashem, has to be so mitigated when it gets to Malchus that Malchus itself doesn't have the das. Since Malchus is itself, Hashem is, so to speak, playing the game of not having the, da, of the das. 
That's Malchus. Hashem lowers himself down to a place where he himself entertains an impossibility that there should be a creature, something other than him. So Malchus, that's why Malchus is called Behema, because the Behema doesn't have Das. So Malchus itself is called Behema, and that's the name of Ban of 52. That's where creation takes place. Only with the dimming of the Das, to the point where there is no Das anymore, that's when you can have, Malchus can operate and create, so to speak, a creation in which there will be worlds and people and entities that will experience themselves as something other than Hashem and will have a choice to serve Him or not to serve Him. That's the whole point. Hashem desired that. But we understand now why Malchus is called Behema, the name of Ban. That's what he says. Behema Begamatria Ban. Behema is Gematria 52. Now the Nishamas that are derived from Malchus, the Nishamas that are produced by the Shekhinah, by Malchus, what does that mean? Their consciousness is not stronger than the power of the Divine that created them. If in Malchus itself there is a dimming of the Das, and we say there's no da, it's lacking the Das, then those Nishamas that are derived from Malchus definitely don't have the Das. And those are called the Nishamas they're called behemoth neshamas. Souls that are behemoth. Now malachim are also lacking the das. So angels are also called beasts. When we look at the Merkava, at the chariot, you have a lion on one side, an ox on the other side. It's all animals. It's all implying the idea that there's lacking das. But even neshamas that are higher than the, than the malachim, even they are also called behemoths. The neshamas of Bria. It says, behemoth gematria ban. These are all the neshamas of the world of Bria, which the Alter Rebbe says are most of the neshamas of our generations. Adam. Then there is the other kind of seed. Hashem says, I will plant the Jewish people, seed of man and seed of animal. That means that there are neshamas that are not called seed of animal, they're seed of man. What does it mean? So he explains over here, Adam is the gematria ma. What's Adam? Adam, Aleph, Dalet, Mem. is 45. So the difference between Behema and Adam is Ban and Ma. Then, remember we said, there are four names of God. Those neshamas that emanate from the divinity of the name of Ma, that's higher than Malchus. That means it didn't go through yet the filter, the concealment, the blockages, the dimming of the light of Malchus. So godly light is still shining brightly. That's in the world of Atzilus. The light as it's still in the Ze'er Anpin, as it's still higher than Malchus. It's still, it's still in a world where there's nothing but Hashem. Then what kind of creatures and beings are there in that world? That too creates beings. But those beings are in a state of total bittle. Bittle meaning they're completely unified with their source. And that's the meaning of the word ma. What does ma mean? Va'anachnu, like Moshe Rabbeinu says, va'anachnu ma, we are what? We are identityless. We are beingless. Because our ex- entire existence is only the Abishter that is, that, is, that is, he is us and we are him because we have no existence other than him. That's different than ban. Ban already, there's a creature, there's a creation, there's a consciousness, there's a, there is a, there is a separate consciousness. In Atzilus, there's no separate consciousness. In Atzilus, there's only, there's only unified consciousness. Total unification with Source. So, and that's called Adam. 
Because man has das. When you have das, and you know the divine, then you can't possibly feel yourself as something. Because then you reckon that there's only God, only Hashem. If you, there's a lacking of the das, that's what Malchus does. Malchus blocks the das, creating the behemoth consciousness in the next world of Bria, Yetzir, and Asiya. So all creatures of Bria, Yetzir, and Asiya will be called behemoth, lacking the das. But what's the avoda? What's the ultimate desire? Desire is that we should bridge the world of Atsilus with the three lower worlds. That down here in the physical world, even in the world of Asiya, and even in the Asiya Hagashmis, when Mashiach will come, we will be living in the same consciousness, in the same state of unification as Atsilus is now. We will be totally in a divine state. Which means that in Ban, Ban will be infused with Ma consciousness. This is the idea of the Yichud Ma and Ban. Everything we do in Torah and Mitzvahs is to unify Ma and Ban. In other words, in more Zoharic words, the words of the Zohar, it's the Yichud of Kuche Birichu Ushechinte. We're bringing HaKadosh Baruch Hu light into the Shechina. Shechina is Malchus, Shechina is Ban, Shechina creates the illusion as if there's something other than God. But the purpose is that the two should bond together. There should be a marriage between the two. The drawing down of Ma into Ban, that, that project is led by Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu infuses the Nishamis of Ban with the consciousness of Ma. He breathes. All right. So again, and then Adam is Ma. Adam is Gematria 45. Neshamas Tatsilas. These are the Neshamas of Atsilas. Like we know, and he, and he wants to illustrate this idea that anything below Malchus, below the Shechina, is called Ban. Anything above the Shechina and upward is called Ma. Where do you see that? It says, Va'al demus hakisei demus kemar adam. That on top of the throne, there is an image of a man. Okay, Yechezkel behold, beholds the Markava. Yechezkel, when he sees the chariot, he sees a, a, a kisei, he sees a throne. And on top of the throne, he sees an image of a man. So what do you see from here? That where is the level called man? That which is called Adam, where is that? That's above the throne. What's the throne? The throne is Malchus. Or the throne is... And the world that's associated with the throne is Olam Habriya. It's called Olam Hakise. It's the world of the throne. So in Olam Habriya, the world of the throne, that's where you have the throne element, which is Behema. Above the throne, riding on the throne, just like you find, like, where is the Adam riding? On the animals. In, in the Merkava, there's a lion, an eagle, an ox, and above that is the throne, and above that is the Adam, that's above that. So you see from here that anything above the throne is Adam, Ma, because higher than the throne is a state of total Bittal Tashem, only God, Ma. But lower than that is where there's already disconnect. The world of the throne is the world of Bria, as the Alter Rebbe says. That's where you have the animal, that's the animal kingdom. The world of Bria is the animal kingdom. Why? What dominates in that world? Pnei Aryeh, the face of the lion, which we know is Machna Michal, which is the camp of Michal. Ka'arye Yishag, he roars like a lion. Now the problem is, how can you say on Michal, an archangel Michal, how can you say on him that he's a behemoth, that he's lacking das? We have das. And the angel Michal doesn't have divine knowledge. So he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He says, of course, even though Malachim have a supreme das, that's only to us. But the, in truth, compared to Atzilus, they're literal, they're, they, are, they are animals, Mamish, without any das. Shalagabe Maila, compared to the world of Atzilus, Nechshav Bipchinas Beli Das. They're considered as if they have no das at all. Hagam, even though Shalagabe Mata, compared to what is lower than them, to, to meaning to humans, Nechshav Adas Gadol, the das that the Malachim have, is, is considered as very big. The Rambam, when he describes the Malachim, talks, he says they don't have physical bodies, they're measured by their das, by their intelligence. And he goes through the various different levels of malachim, each one where their das is greater than the other. So you're talking about incredible das that they have. But that's only to us. But compared to the real, real das, the das of Atsilas, they are considered like mamish, like a behemoth, like a cow. They don't have any das. Now, the problem you have, however, is that according to this, there should be that in the Merkava, which is in the world of Bria, there should be only what? There should be only animals. Because that's the world of lacking das. Malchus, as we said, is the, is the filter. It blocks the das from coming through. And when there is no das, you have animal. So the problem, however, is that if you look at the Merkava, of the chariot, you see that there is a face of a lion, a face of an eagle, a face of an ox, and what's the fourth one? A face of a man. So you see that there is das, even in Bria. So therefore the Alter Rebbe says, the Adam that's part of the Markava, not the Adam that's above the Markava. There's two Adams. There's a man on top of the Markava, of the chariot. That's the Adam of Atsilos. Those are the attributes of Atsilos. That's the Ze'er Anpin. Those are the six emotional attributes. That's called Adam. But we're not talking about it. We're talking about the face of man that's in the Markava itself. Huadas Shemalubish Bibriya. That is that is Das. But that's the minimal das that is enclosed in Bria. That there is a, we said before, the Malachim also have das. But it's not in any way compared to the das of Atzilus. So there is a das that's enclosed in Bria, and that's the Adam. Vizau, and this is when the Pasuk says, Adam Hashem. Man and animal, God should help. So male of the animal, Hashem has to help. But the Adam, why does God have to help? What is the idea of Adam? And the answer is, because we're talking about what level of Adam, the Adam The Adam of Bria, the level of Das of Bria, is a pathetic kind of a Das. It's not the old, it's a very, very mitigated Das. And therefore, Adam There is an Indian of Teshi Hashem on both of them. Aval Adam the Atsilus, as he continues, but the Adam of Atsilus, that's where you have real Das. Hubchinas Adam so now he's going to explain for a mo- just for a moment what differentiates and makes Atsilus. Atsilus is also a world. So if it's also a world, why do we say that the consciousness of Atsilus is a consciousness which has real das, and the consciousness of Bria is already a distorted consciousness lacking das? And even if it has a das, it's a it's a very it's a very weak das. And the das, of, what's the fundamental difference between Atsilus and Bria? So the Altareb explains. Why is Adam called Adam? Adam is called Adam. One of the meanings, before we said it's Gamatria Ma, Bittel. Okay. But what is the meaning of the word Adam? Adam, besides it's Gamatria, also has a meaning. What's the meaning? Adam comes from the word Adam Me, I am compared. 
Adama, it is a comparison to something else. One thing compared to something else. Which we say, Adame le'elyon, compared to that which is high. Adame le'elyon, compared to that which is high. What is the difference? And this is the idea. There is a great difference between um, Bria and Atzilus, in the sense that Bria is called Yashmeayim. When God creates the world of Bria, He creates something new. The creature that comes into being, whether it's an angel, whether it's an, whatever it is, the, the attributes of, of Bria, when the world of Bria, Bria means a creation. A creation means something new, some created, something that wasn't, now is. Atzilus is not a creation, because a creation begins in Bria. What's Atzilus? Atzilus is just a projection of something that was hidden, and it's now just manifesting in a revealed state. Atzilus is just a giloi, it's a revelation of Hahelem, something that was concealed. Which means, Hashem had inside, so to speak, within Him, the potential of Chachma, for instance. God has within Him the potential of kindness. Hashem has within Him the potential of discipline. Hashem has the potential of compassion, and all these things. So prior to the world of Atzilus, all these attributes, all these spheros were behelim, like it is a Lashen in Kabbalah called Eser Spheros Hagenuzais, the ten spheros that are hidden b'matzilan, they're hidden in their emanator. So they're all there only as potential, they're unidentifiable in the sense that you can say about God that He is kind, or that He is compassionate, or that He is wise, because that's already descriptive. And, and he's beyond all these descriptions. He's pashut betachlo sapshitas. He is simple with utter simplicity, which means you can't ascribe to him any definitions or any descriptions. As beautiful as they are, there's still limitations. Ah, oh, but yet you can't say either that he doesn't have the potential for them because that would be limiting him as well. So what we say is that in the, that in, in the matzal and the emanator, there is the potential for all the attributes. But before atzilus emerges, it's exactly that it hasn't emerged. So everything is still within his potential. The idea of Atzilus is, it's an expression of his potential. So his Chachma emanates to be Chachma. The potential Chesed now finds expression of being Chesed. But, all, but, but it's not a new thing. There's no creation, there's no separateness. Because the Chesed that emerges is God's Chesed. It's nothing other than the Creator projecting himself as a kind being. Or the Creator projecting Himself as a compassionate being. Or the Creator projecting Himself as a disciplinarian or the like. So these are all the spheroids, the attributes that are emanating. But there's nothing new that's being created. In Bria, however, it's already creating something. It's not a gilo, it's not a, something that was hidden, that revealed. Something new emerged that wasn't there. That's why Bria, Bria is living... In, in a without the das, meaning it's 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 a creation, meaning it's not of the divine. The power behind it is godliness, but it itself is a matthias. It's an entity, a limited entity. But in Atzilus is not limited because Atzilus is still connected. It's like a seed that grew. It's the same seed. So this is the idea of who, and that's why it's called Adame. Atzilus is called Adam. Why is it called Adam? Because it's Adam, it's compared to its source. What's its source? Its source is God Himself. Before He, 
before he emanated any spheres. The spheres were all there, but in a non-expressed, we can say in a very, very hidden... Why, why are you saying he's compared? He's compared because technic, in, in, a, in a very abstract, abstract, abstract state, the spheres are there. But, and now it's only... It's revealing, manifesting. So it's now adame. It's compared to what it is in its source. But Bria is a new thing. Avil Adam Atzilus, as he says over here. But the man of Atzilus, who pchenas Adam Elyon, the one that is compared to the one above, she'enoi rak mehelem elagilu is from the concealed to the revealed. Atzilus umeloshen vayetzal, and he gives an example for that. That what Atzilus is, why it's meloshen vayetzal, meaning. But Moshe Rabbeinu it says that when Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't handle uh, the, the 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 Jewish people, the load. He complained to God that I can't, I can't handle the people myself. And Hashem said, okay, we'll share the responsibility with the, with the Zikanim. So Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu that to, to gather the 70 Zikanim. And then it says, that Hashem emanated from Moshe's spirit onto the Zikanim. Simply it was Moshe's prophecy emanated onto them. What does that mean? It didn't create anything new. That which was once in Moshe now channeled into the souls of them. Sheb which means, Now this power that was in Moshe, while it was in Moshe, it was concealed. And then it revealed itself in the 70 Zikanim, in the 70 elders, which means each one of them had some other revelation of, Mo, of that which was once hidden in Moshe Rabbeinu's potential. And so too, Atzilus, Atzilus, Atzilus is just a revelation of the Einsof. That there should be Chachma Obina. There should be Chachma. There should be Bina. Milamaila from above, which where there isn't Chachma and Bina, at least in an expressed state. Why, as we say, the law of the Islach Tzedek Yediyah, as it says in Pasach you don't have a knowable Tzedek. That the spheres are only coming to reveal, to show. Which means that before that they're all there, but they're not in a, sh- in a, in a state of display. They're in a state of potential. Once the Atzilus comes out, it means now it's all visible, it's apparent. That there should be revelation. And when you're saying something is revealing itself, means it's similar to the potential. Because what's the giloy? Gilu is actualizing, revealing that which was once hidden. That's why it's Adame. It's compared to what was before. Uh, it's similar to the concealed, that which is higher than Chachma. Then it reveals itself in Chachma. Which is totally different already in the world of Bria. Hischachos. That's already something new. Something from nothing was created. As it says by Avram, I am dust and ashes. What is he proving from Avram? It says about Avram's Avinu's Neshama, I am dust and ashes. And it's explained in the Chassidus that what does it mean that Avram is saying, I'm dust and ashes? In Tanya, the Alter Rebbe explains this in the letters in the back of the Tanya, Megaris, Kodesh. So there he explains that when Avram is saying, I'm dust and ashes, he's talking about, we know that Avram was an embodiment of Chesed. That's who he was. His energy was an energy of kindness. And it wasn't just his kindness, he was the embodiment of divine kindness. 
That means the kindness of Atzilus, the kindness of, the, of, of Hashem, Hashem's kindness, was now was projecting through Avram's neshama and then came into a body in Avram's body. So you would think, you would think that there's some similarity between Avram's kindness and the divine kindness of Atzilus. You would kind of say, of course we understand that, you know, down here everything is limited, but there is some kind of a, you can compare the two. This is just a, this is taking Hashem's kindness and physicalizing it, so to speak. Giving, materializing it into the physical planet. Into the phys- and Avram is like that channel. But there is a relationship. There's, there. So Avram says about himself, I am dust and ashes. Meaning me compared to my source, Chesed is like dust and ashes. What's the idea of dust and ashes? Dust and ashes is when you take a, a the Al-Tareb explains it in that, in that letter, that if you take a, he brings it from his teacher, from the Magid, that if you take a, 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 a tree and you burn the tree down, you're left with ashes. And you really burn it really well. Is there any resemblance between the, the, the pile of ashes to the richness, to the texture, to the whole uh, richness of what the tree was? No, nothing. But yet, it's still the same substance. It's the essential DNA of the tree. Yet, when you take out all the, all the moisture and all the ash, I'll explain it over there, that what, what fire does is it takes out the ash, mayim, and the ruach. And you're left only with the afar, with the earth element that was once in the tree, but now it becomes the ashes. So even though it's the same substance, yet it's completely different. It's new. Why? Because when things come down from Atsilus into Bria, they leave, they, they're completely metamorphosized, completely changed. But that's not Atsilus to higher than Atsilus. Atsilus to higher than Atsilus is still, there's Adamets compared. Atsilus is compared to what's above. But Bria is totally new. It's, uh, it's like Afar Ve'efer. It's a new Indian. Vine Kedeh. Okay. So now we understand why the Nishamas of Atsilus are in a complete divine state and they have Das. And the Nishamas of Bria don't have the Das. They're lacking the Das. They're in a state of darkness. Vine Kedeh Koyach Once we've established or if you're a resident of the world of Bria, you're lacking the true das of, of Hashem. So now, how are you going to connect to God? How is an Ashama of Bria, including the Malachim of Bria, how are they going to have an Aliyah to be able to connect to that which is totally outside of their sense of, they can't, they, of reality? It's in a different reality. It's in a different... How can they move into that, into that zone? So in order for the Nishamas of Biya, of Bria, Yatsir and Asiya, to have the ability to rise up into Atsilas, because that's ultimately the striving of all the Malachim. They want connection to the divine. And the striving of all the Nishamas, they want to connect to, to, to Hashem's truth. They can't do it on their own. They need to have a hashpa from above. That's why there is a shepherd. The shepherd takes care of the animals. What does that mean? A human takes care of the animals. In this case, there is a soul that's human. There's an atzilus tigin neshama, an neshama of atzilus, and which that neshama of atzilus, who's in the level of human, he's going to go and, 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 and guide the flocks, the sheeps. He goes down to the lower neshamas, and he nurtures them, and he feeds them. That's a rebbe. That's Moshe Rabbein. 
whose avoida is to feed neshamas, to take care of souls. The tzarech the, bought, the, as we're going to see soon, not every neshama of Atsilus is able to feed the neshamas of the animals. Regular neshamas of Atsilus, it's enough that they can take care of themselves. They have their own das. They have the das on their own. They don't have the ability to share it with neshamas of a total different and of a total different <laughs> uh, uh, frame of mind. They can't, they, can't, they can't communicate the das. Even though they have the das on their own, they can't communicate that das. Just like not everybody can be a shepherd. You can be human, but you can't be a shepherd, which means take care of the animals. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Roya Nehman, he's the Reya Mehemna. He is the, the one. Why? Because as we're going to see soon, Moshe's neshama is even higher than Atzilah's consciousness. Moshe Rabbeinu comes from a world above Atzilus. He is literally plucked from Kesar. He's plucked from the Ainsov. He's not... Those that are come from Atzilus, residents of Atzilus, you know, they themselves are in Atzilus state, but they can't transmit their consciousness, that godly divine divinity, into Neshamas of Bria. They can't do that. They can do it for themselves, but again, they can't transmit it. Only a Neshama that is from higher, like what it says by Moshe Rabbeinu, she pulled them out of water, which is higher than Atzilus. Only that neshama has the ability to bridge Atzilus and Bria and connect the two, as we're going to see. It's in order for the power of an animal to go up. There needs to be a hashpa from above. There's a hashpa from above, there's grass. Moshe Rabbeinu feeds all the behemoths, including Neshamas and Malachim, with this grass. As he says in Davening, Moshe Rabbeinu is talking, if you will listen to the mitzvahs of God, and you will do them. And he says, Esav, I will give grass. It doesn't say God will give grass. Because Moshe is the one who's giving the grass. to your field, to your animals. So what does he mean, I'm going to give the grass to the field? So here's the thing. All these neshamas that are a product, as we said, of malchus. Malchus is called the field. Like we know, malchus is called chakal tapuchin kadishin. The apple orchard. That's malchus. Beautiful field. And from that field, everything grows. That's where all of creation is sustained from what grows in that field. So there's the ordinary produce that Malchus gives, sustained. That includes spirituality. And all the brachas come from Malchus, come from the Shekhinah into the world. But then there is a special nurture that Malchus gives, provides this besatcha that the, that's there in the field, lebehemtacha for the animals to eat, which is really something that's not, that Malchus doesn't have on its own. Malchus has to receive it from higher. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu says, Venasati Esev, I will give, I will empower the Shechina. I will give Malchus. The Shechina, Esav grass, for all the animals that are in the fat, that Malchus, that are in the fat, that are under the, under the filter of Malchus. So they're all receiving. Moshe gives the grass. That's why interesting, we mentioned this on Monday night. Moshe is called Ish Elokim. Simply it means, what does it mean Ish Elokim? He's a godly man. So without Hasidus, you learn, he's a godly man. Somewhat a little godly, as as godly as a human being can become. But 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 with Hasidus, the whole thing is flipped around. Isha Elokim means he's the husband of Elokim. He is Mashpia to Elokim. 
Elokim is the Shechin, Elokim is Malchus. Malchus is lacking the Das, doesn't have it. Moshe Rabbeinu is the one who's Ish, Elokim. He is the giver, he is the husband of Elokim. He channels the, the consciousness of Atzilos, the Das, the Asev, as we're going to see why it's, what it means, what's hinted in the word Asev. And he is the one who gives that Das into Malchus, Pesadcha, Levhemtcha, to the animals. In, to enable them to be able to, as he said, Lalo is to be elevated to Atzilos. So let's see it over here. Now what's Esav? So he brings from a Zohar, from Tikkun Zohar, that Esav is put together from Ayin Bey's Shin. Esav is an Ayin Bey's, 72. And in the middle it has a Shin. Ayin Bey's, Shin. So what is that? So Esav is, so it's interesting, he adds two words over here that make it a little confusing, so we'll wait for this a minute. Simply as it was explained earlier in the earlier Mimer, without getting complicated, the Ayin Beis, we said earlier, is the name of Ayin Beis. There's four names of God. Ban, Ma, Ban, Ma, uh, Samach Gimel, and Ayin Beis. Ayin Beis is in Chachma. In order to be able to have Ma consciousness, why is... Let's understand something. Why is the Za'er Anpin? Why are the emotions of Atsilas in such a unified state with God? Why are they in a state of Ma, of Bittl? Is because the dominating light in the world of Atsilas is from Chachma. Chachma is the name of Ayan Beis. Since Atsilas is channeling in Atsilas, there's Chachma dominates in Atsilas. And Chachma, Ayan Beis is in Chachma. Chachma, the, is, Chachma is associated with the vision. In Atsilas, there is clear vision of the Ein Sof. They see the Ein Sof. It says in, in, in Pirkei Ezahu Chacham, what's called the wise man, Haroa Esanolad, the one that sees things being born. He's the one that can see. Imagine if we would have the eyes to see. How all of existence is being existed into existence. It's being beinged into beingness. Every second. We can see it constantly. We can see God's power imbuing creation every second with, its, with the power to exist. And if that power would stop for a second, everything would disappear instantly. Not just disappear now, but it would even eliminate its history. As if it never ever was. That's how non-existent everything would be. And if someone cannot just understand this, because we learned this, we understand it, we learn this, not just that, but literally visualize it. When you have the Rio, when you see... That's the power of Chachma's real vision. Then what? Then that translates into Ma. Then you don't feel yourself as anything. Then you're bottled Hashem completely. So the real power that's giving Atzilus what it is, is the Ayin Beis. That's the source of Das. Moshe Rabbeinu takes the Ayin Beis energy, which generally only flows in Atzilus and doesn't pass the barrier of Malchus. Because if it would pass the barrier of Malchus unfiltered, then the creation could never be a creation. The Bria creatures could never come in to be who they are because they would just be melted again in God's light, just like Atzilus is melted in God's light. And then God wouldn't have a creation that He wants it. He wants a creation that has a sense of separate consciousness, where we have choices, where we feel ourselves. Yet, oh, so really the, the Ashpa from the name of Ayin Beis, which creates Ma, is only where? Is only in Atzilus. The Chiddush of Moshe Rabbeinu is, that as being the Roya of the Jewish people, Venasati Esev, 
He is mashpia, the ayin bays, down where the energy of chachma, down to lebehemtacha to the animals. But what's the shin doing there? Good, that's ayin bays. A said, what's the shin? The shin is simple. The light of chachma, in order for it to send down, comes through the three kavim. Chesed, Gevurit, Teferes. These are the three vavim of the shin. So the shin is the chesed, Gevurit, Teferes, that it's being channeled down. The das is coming through, but not only coming through, also when you have the das, then you can have holy emotions. Because without das, as we mentioned earlier, the emotions are all over the place. It's only when you have true, deep, hakara, hargasha, a powerful sense in the reality that God is real and He's your reality, mamish, real, 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 real. That's when you can feel love, Tasha. That's when you can feel compassion for yourself. If Chas Vashalim, I want to read over here a little piece that from the Torah's Chaim, which is a Mittler Rebbe, in this Mimer, um, in which he just explains this it was such, be- such beautiful words. Um, Hold on over here. I'm going to start. Avo Metzada Seichel. He's saying if you're lacking das, if you just have Seichel, Afopisha Maskil Beseichel, even though a person understands in his intellect, Afopiken Yacholasis Behepacha Seichel. You can act totally contrary to the seichel. Shazau derech amuna bolvad. This is just amuna. Yisrael mamina bnei mamina. Yidden are believers. Afal pikem yimtza bnei Yisrael. Even though all Jews have amuna, yet you're going to find Jews ganavim that are thieves. Va'ovrei avera who do sins. Kamaimer dezal as the sages say, ganva pumachtarta a thief when he's breaking into a house. Rachmana karya calls out to God. As it is known, that Amun is above intellect. It's a concealed state. It's called a crown. But when a person will deepen his das, and a person will sense, when you have das, and you sense, not just understand, but Yargish, you feel. Hachai is the life force, Hashifeya, Allah, that is flowing upon you. Mimakar Achayim, from the root of life. Bipchines Argasha Mamish. When you feel it, Mamish, in a way of feeling it, Kechayin Afshay, and you feel God like the life of your soul, Shazau Bchines Gili Alukus, that means that God is revealed to you. That you feel Him, like your own soul, Mamish. He's going to explain how the three emotions now come from the Das. It's very special. These words are very special. He says, so the first experience you're going to have is when you fought. We're talking about someone who didn't live in this das all his life. But at a certain point, the das catch up, catches up with you and you have, the, you have finally a gilu yolokus. God suddenly turns on in your soul. The reality of it, it clicks. What's going to be the first thing is, first it's going to create extreme bitterness. One will be bitter. Why am I so far? Why am I so stuck in so many other things when this is all not real? And the heart is going to be very bitter from this. And a person is going to do complete tshuva. 
That activates, so the first thing it activates is the midah of gevura. Gevura is the bitterness. Shazel midas ha You feel hanimshach min das. It's coming from the das. As when you feel how real God is, you suddenly realize, like, where have I been? Like the famous story of Rabbi Haran of Karlin, who Rosh Hashanah, when he said Hamelech, he fainted. And he said, why did he faint? Because he realized, if I am the king, where were you till today? So when you have that recognition, it gets very bitter. Is That the heart gets very bitter. And what happens next? That the Gemara says you should always enrage the Yetzatov on the Yetzahara. So you get angry. The Yetzatov gets angry on the Yetzahara. And to the point that Mamish Kedivarazal, La'oilam Yargis Adam, Imagine if you're driving your car and someone sits down next to you and every few minutes he pulls the wheel and you move into the other lane. You want to go, you want to make a right turn, he makes you go in a left turn. You make a left turn, what are you going to do? At a certain point, probably quite fast, you're going to get angry and yell. I'm driving, leave me alone. <laughs> so here's a Yid is trying to drive his life. The Yitzhahara keeps on pulling the wheel, drives him off. Off the road, and again he drives him off the road. You ever saw someone get angry at the Yetzirah and shout and scream, like you? So that's what it says. Yeah. So it says that one of the one of the um, one of the Hasidim, one of the Hasidim who became a Hasid of the Alter Rebbe. What was the what? What is what? What turned him on to Hasidis? He saw one of the Hasidim on Parsha Zohar. He saw one of the Hasidim of the Alter Rebbe. On Parsha Zohar, when they read the Parsha of Zohar, remember what Amalek did to you. And he saw that this Chassid Mamash, his face became red like a beet, and you saw that he had anger on Amalek. And he couldn't understand, like, you're angry at Amalek? But when a Yid is living in this reality, and you realize that you have Amalek inside of you, and this Amalek is disconnecting you from God, which is life, literally get angry. So that was the moment he saw that by this Jew, godliness is real. Because it, it, the Alter Rebbe says an amazing thing. We never get angry at our Yetzirah. I mean, we don't like our Yetzirah. We're not exactly so proud, but we don't get angry at it. Why? Because when you're lacking Das, you don't, re, you don't have this, the, the true heart. You know, but you don't feel that he's, that, he's, that, he's, that he's literally destroying my life. You don't feel it. Because you only know it and feel it. As he says these words over here, the anger on the Yetzirah, the rage on the Yetzirah, when a person is masik, he apprehends in his knowledge, and he senses, he senses the greatness of God, and how everything is nullified to him. Now will be very angry on the Yetzirah, madua hister why are, you, why are you hiding this from me? How come you're blinding me? You're blindfolding me. And then afterwards, so that's the, that is the gevura that comes from the das. The anger and the bitterness. Then what's the next feeling you're going to have is tremendous compassion. And then you're going to feel big rachamim on your soul. When a person will feel in his das, how distant I'm far from the light from his continents, 
So the Rachmanis is very big. It's very, it's a, it's a very, very, the pity is very big. And then next, And then one will feel tremendous love. So there is an anger, a frustration, deep compassion for your own soul, and finally love. Comes out all these three midos, Chagas, Chesed, Gevurit, Eferes, they come from the das When you don't have the das and you don't have the hargasha, hargasha means you don't feel it. in the source of life. that you mamish feel that God is life. It won't cause a bitterness. You won't be angry at all on the yitzahara. He's not causing me pain. I love the next words. What did the Yetzirah do to you? Why should be angry at him? What did he do to me? What do you mean? What did he do to you? It just caused you death. But you don't feel death. A person doesn't feel death. So I did this, I did that. I don't feel. I feel very much alive. We don't feel, because again, to us, God is a concept. He's not, it's not reality. If a lakus is reality, Every time the Yitzhahara chas v'shalom distorted me and got me to do something that is against God's will, I died. Literally. I suffocated. How can I not be angry? Now, of course I realize he's, he's a monster. And it gets me really angry. But if not, my what did the Yitzhahara do to you? I should be angry at him. That's what I mean when I told the story before. That when he finally, first time in his life, saw someone angry at the Yitzhahara. So he realized that by this guy, by this chasid, the Abishter is real. Why did he go to a Rebbe afterwards? Because such reality in God can only come from a Rebbe. You can't produce that. You can learn from today till tomorrow what doesn't happen. You can't create your own das. You need an Ashama that will give it to you. He went and he spoke to this chassid, Rebbe, I think Rebbe Kassil Lepler. He said, what's going on? I, I, I think it was I forgot which chassid it was. And he said, what, what's the anger? And he said, you know, he has a Rebbe who uh, taught him what Amalek is. And so you need he says he also wouldn't feel compassion. You don't feel the rachamim. Because you're not lacking anything. Even though God is great, fine, but I'm not lacking. So comes out the main thing that converts the midos from worldliness to godliness. It's the innermost, it's called in the Zohar, it's the key to all the midos. Give me this air. And that's when Asati Asev Bisatcha. Moshe gives you the Asev, the light of Chachma, the I am Bez. That's the light of Chachma, the name of I am Bez, which is Chachma energy. Through that, he turns on the three Midois, the Shin, which is Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, the three Vavim. And together, the Asev, the I am Bez, the Chachma with the Midois, Moshe feeds that to the Behemoths in. In Menasati Esa Besatcha to enable them to have a real, true connection to God. So going back into the Maimer, the only thing that I, I don't—it's a little hard to understand over here—is he says Mipchenas Esav Ayin Beis Shin, and he says something interesting about the Esav. He says Esav Mereish Peches Nitzutzin Shin Gimel Kavit. The Shin I understand three God. He says the Esav is from the two hundred and eighty-eight sparks. What's the shaykhis of the Asev, the Ayin Beis, to the 288 sparks? L'choyre, the 288 sparks are only connected to the name Samach Gimel, 
where there was a shviras hakelim. The shattering of the vessels didn't happen in Shem Ayin Beis and Av. It happened in Samach Gimel in the name of sixty-three, which is where the shviras hakelim happened. In Bina, not in Chachma. Yamusu v'loy b'chachma. In Chachma, there's no shvira. In Bina, which is Samach Gimel sixty-three, that's where there is a shvira. So I don't understand what he means that the Reish Peiches Netzutzin are connected, related somehow to the name Ayin Beis. So I tried to do a little research. The only thing I found, the only thing I found was that the Reish Peiches, the number 288 is four times 72. So Ayin Beis, the Reish Peiches is related to the Ayin Beis, to the four Shemais it says, from Shem Ayin Beis. Four times Ayin Beis, that's 288. It's the number of spots. But what's the explanation and the shaykhas of the iron bays? Now, one more thing I also saw. That the, for some reason, this das that Moshe Rabbeinu was giving to the neshamas, even though it's Moshe giving it to them from up down, he's mashpia the Asa from above, but it's related to our work that we do from the bottom up. In other words, it's related to these 288 sparks. In other words, these, how does Moshe get the Das? Well, the Das, with Moshe's connect, but the Das is coming from the 288 sparks that are initially rooted in the world of Toyu, and that's where Moshe, so to speak, picks up the Das to channel it to the Yid. Where do you see something like this? Where do you see something like this? There's a, a beautiful mimer in Derech Metzesecha, Achrei Hashem Elokeichem Teilechu, and over there he discusses the idea of an Isoyin, a test. When a person goes through a test, it says in the Pasuk, Ki Hashem Elokeichem Eschem, God is testing you, Lodas, to know, Hayishchem Oyehavim Es Hashem. To know if you are, if you are, what's it called again, if you are, if you love God. So simply, God is testing you to see if you know you love. But that's the question, God knows it before whether you love Him or not. He doesn't have to test you to know. So there's a deeper meaning according to Hasidus. That the only reason God puts us through a test, an Isayah, sometimes a very difficult test, is because inside that darkness that we're going through to, as we're going through something difficult in our life, something extremely challenging in a test, inside the darkness is a spark of holiness. A spark from the world of Tayu that's much higher than the ordinary sparks of holiness that we encounter in a in a cup of water, in the food that we eat. We're always encountering fallen, fall, fallen sparks. But those fallen sparks are not the highest sparks. They're not as deep. When we experience a particular hardship in our life, which creates doubts and questions and confusion, and if a person does not fall because of these confusions, doesn't get knocked over, and is able to stay their course, and believe, have a munapshut, a simple amuna, and Hashem, that Hashem is with me. And maneuver your way through the darkness, through the storm, weather the storm, and not be totally broken through that difficulty. What happens is, you extract that deepest and highest spark. And what will that spark do once you've extracted it? It's going to illuminate your soul with such brightness, way above high than you've ever had in your life. Dafka, because... The spark that was there is going to add das. It's going to bring you to das. 
And this is the meaning of God is testing you. Ladas doesn't mean to know. Ladas to in know you, to give you the das. So that you can love God. Knows the only reason is he's taking you through the darkness because in that darkness is buried a treasure of das. That's what it is explained in that mimer. How the siyonis are only made to increase our das. Okay? Now, what's the connection of an isoyah into das? Why, when I, when I have, I withstand an isoyah, does the das, am I enriched, is a person enriched with das? Why does it das? So he explains, the Tzemach Tzedek, that the spark that's in the hidden in the Nisayan is from the Das of Toyo. You see, when the Shvira Sakelem happened, he says, the main Shvira begins in Bina, but mainly in Das, which Das holds the seven Midas. And that's where the Shvira happens. Since the Shvira, the shattering is of the Das of Toyo, so therefore when you, when you extract that spark, you're not just receiving das, but you're getting das from the world of Toyo. And the das of Toyo is far more powerful than the das of Tikkun. So this is an, an enrichment of das, just like we say in general, that when you eat animal food or, or plant, it increases one's ability to know God because there are sparks of holiness that are from Toyo. And Toyo enriched Tikkun, we learned so many times, that the world of Toyo has an enrichment to the world of Tikkun. Particularly in an Isaiah, and over there is buried an element of Das, is hidden in that Isaiah. It's masquerading in that concealment. And when you extract, so what do you see from there? That, the, the, that somehow or another, the Das that Moshe Rabbeinu was feeding, the Asev that Moshe Rabbeinu was feeding, the iron bays, which is the Asev, the, the grass, is related to the Das. Of Toyu, as we say, because it's related to the 288, which is four times iron base. So somehow, but I don't, what I don't understand is usually we say that the name of iron base is above the Shvira, above the shadow. How does that uh, um, consistent with what we're learning right now that the name of iron base is associated with, sorry, the 288 sparks are connected to four times iron base? So I don't understand, but it's mentioned over here. But again, it's in a parenthesis. Ayin Bey's shin, meresh pein ches netzutzen, shin gimagam, but let's not get it carried away. The main idea is Moshe Rabbeinu, for how he gets it or where and when he's able to get this Ayin Bey's energy, whether from the 288 sparks or whatever it is, Moshe Rabbeinu is connected to this and he is the one who feeds the neshamas with this grass, with our ability to have das in Hashem. Now he explains, what does he do with the Esav? Esav b'satcha, he places the grass in the field. What's the field? Chakal tapuchin kadishin. The holy, chakal tapuchin, the apple orchard. Kemoi, but he wants to explain that don't attribute the grass to the field. Recognize Moshe is putting the grass in the field. Meaning the grass is not a product of the field itself. It's coming from Moshe who's putting the grass in the field. Meaning it's not something of Malchus. Because again, Malchus is responsible for worlds that don't have Das. It has to come from a world beyond Malchus. Isha Elohim. The man who is being Mashpia in Malchus. The gardener, not the garden. Yeah, the one with... Oh, so, and he gives an example. Just like you look at grass. Hatzomeach, Kamei Esav Hatzomeach, that when grass grows... 
It's not the field itself, the earth itself that makes it grow. Because if it would be earth itself that makes it grow, how come, he says, he doesn't say it over here, but in the other mimer, which explains this a little better. How come you have certain soil where things grow, fertile land, California, northern California, is this pure, great soil, where you have, uh, you have the finest of vineyards grow. And then you have, uh, not too far, just, you know, a uh, hundred miles away, and it's a desert, and nothing grows, besides some cactus. So, what's the difference? All earth. And the answer is, it's not earth that makes things grow. It's the koach atzomeach, the power that God put into the earth that makes things grow. And that God decided that in certain places the koach atzomeach comes through, and in certain places the koach atzomeach lays dormant. So what do you see from here? That it's not the earth itself, but something, the power that's coming through it. The same is also in the grass coming from Malchus. It's not Malchus itself, it's the Ab, it's the Ain Sof himself giving this grass through Malchus, through Moshe Rabbeinu. It's Hashem giving it, but he's giving it through Moshe into, into Malchus as it is. Just like grass that grows from the power of the Tzomeach that's in the earth, Shuhuruchni, which is spiritual. So to this Ara comes from above, Mikoyach Aruchni me Ain Sof. From the power, from the spiritual power of the Ein Sof. Asati, I will give. Ein Sof Ba'atzmoi. It's the Abishter himself. Umitchila, but first he gives it Besatcha in your field, which is Malchus, which is called Behemois Paharare Eleph. The animal that grazes on a thousand fields, that's the chief animal, that's Malchus itself. Malchus itself is called Behema Rabba, the big animal. And from Malchus it goes into the small animals, those are the Mer- Merkava, the chariot, the lion, these are the angels. They're all receiving it from the super animal, which is Malchus, the name of Ban itself, which is Gematria Behema. That's what he means over here. First the, field, first the field itself is fed with the grass. And then, now when you go buy your chicken, and you see it says grass fed, you'll know it's very, very special. That if you're eating this, it'll give you a whole different thing. And afterwards to your animal, the face of the lion. But even though Hashem is the one giving it, it says in, in Baruch Inafshi, in chapter 104, Kapitel Kuv Dalen and Hashem makes chatzir grow to the animals, adam and grass for the service of man. What do you mean grass for the service of man? Man doesn't, man doesn't use grass. What does it mean? Grass for the service of man. Oh, it means the Esav and grass is accordance to the service of man because Moshe Rabbeinu, who is the man, who is Adam, is the one who channels that grass. Even though it's coming from Shem, I, and Bez, and ultimately it's coming from where? From the Nasati, I myself am giving it. But it's lefi avodas adam, meaning mipchinas ma. It's going through the avoda of adam. Adam is ma forty-five. Shahu hamam shechi is the one who gives the grass. The Ebishter gives it to Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe channels it to to all the neshamas. And avodas adam means two things: the avoda of Moshe, who is the avoda from above, 
And the Esav Avodah Sa'adam, which means how do we receive that grass, is also connected to our Avodah from below. It's also based on the Avodah of man down here below to be a recipient of that grass. So it's two things. It's through Moshe Rabbeinu's Avodah Sa'adam from above, and also from Ki, and he explains, Ki Lefi Erech because in accordance to our feminine waters, in accordance to how much we're yearning for that, for that illumination of the grass, Kilifi erech haman, accordance and equivalence to the erech, to the value of the man, of the mayanukfin, of the feminine waters from below, kahu amad, so will be the nutrition we get from the masculine waters from above, where Hashem is transmitting from above. For who inyan Torah utfila, and this is the idea of Torah and tefila. Shal yedeya Torah nasis atfila zaka. It's interesting. Usually. It's a little hard. Again, as I mentioned at the beginning of this class, this mimer, being that it's a beer in its an explanation, is now it's in, is very cryptic. Amongst the cryptic mimerim of biurim, it's a cryptic shabbat cryptic because I've seen other versions over here that have a less complicated. For some reason, the tzemach tzedek put this version in. It's very complicated. So, but um, so it's a little bit and, and a little hard to. He says, and this is tyrant fila. What's tyrant fila? Now, tyrant fila pipashtus is. Man and Mad. Man, feminine waters from below. Mad, masculine waters from above. That's Torah and Tefillah. Because Torah is from above, channeling. Tefillah is from below, we're speaking. And since he says that one is in accordance to the other, he's saying that the flow from above is in accordance to the evoking, is according to the feminine waters from below. Which would mean as follows, that the Moshe Rabbeinu Zamshacha, that he's giving the grass, which is... The thing coming from above is in accordance to what we're doing from below, which would mean that the Torah is commensurate with the prayer. And in accordance to our prayer from below, so will come the Torah from above. But in the actual statement that he's saying, he says the opposite. Shal Yedea Torah through the Torah from above, Nasa Zaka that purifies the prayer. Ukamoiken al Yedea Torah is Barera Satfila. So it's, it almost sometimes seems. It's possible, I'm, I'm not sure. It's possible because it's interesting, later in the Mimer, in general, in these Mimerim, it's explained that Moshe Rabbeinu's das, that he's giving, in one place it seems to imply that he put it into the halachos. And these are the laws that you should give to them. It's the halachos, that's the Torah. In the ha- Moshe's das juice is in the ha- every halach. So it's in Torah. But in another place... In, 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 but, but also in the Memorum, it seems to, in this Mimer, it seems to indicate very strongly that what's the time when Moshe Rabbeinu is fueling us with Das? That's in prayer. And davening is the time when the Das is, is taking place. Because that's when we're trying to connect, that's when we're meditating. What does it mean? What is the whole idea of having Das? The whole idea is of having Das is that a person can go and can learn. Hasidus tells us all the time, you're supposed to learn, we always learn. You realize the learning is only giving you the Chachma and the Bina. Learning doesn't do it for you. A person can learn and learn and learn and learn and it doesn't impact them at all. Because the main impact doesn't happen from the learning. The main impact has to happen during davening. When you learn and then you take what you learn and you think about it during davening and you meditate upon it strongly and you merit that Moshe Rabbeinu, you, make, you, you tune in to the Wi-Fi, Moshe Wi-Fi, that's what you need to do. You tune into Moshe's Wi-Fi, 
and he channels, then suddenly everything you learn becomes real. Without that, it's concepts. It has to be real. Moshe is that das. That's the asap, the grass that he gives. But again, what happens during prayer? So it's mashma that the hashpomel maila is tefillah. Not Torah. That's why I'm a little confused over here. That through Torah the tefillah becomes zaka. That would mean that from below, because he's saying that according to below, it makes the hamshacha from above. That would mean that the hamshacha from above is then coming through tefillah. I'm not sure. Okay. In any case, upchinas das Now, what's this grass? This grass is to give us das and hargasha. Hargasha means to be able to feel. When you have das and hargasha, what did we say earlier? That gives you kiyom hamidos. That gives you, that substantiates, that, that fortifies the emotions. The chiyusim gives them, meaning holy emotions. Or else the emotions are all over the place. It's, 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 not, it's not anchored in godliness. The emotions are running where anything that excites the person will grab you. To have real, powerful, strong emotions directed to Hashem that remain, remain attached and don't, don't disconnect. That you need das. Kiyesh, and he explains, Kiyesh das elya and the das tachn. He explained why, now he's going to explain over here why is Moshe Rabbeinu the one who can feed the das. Moshe gives us the Asa, but why Moshe? It's because Moshe Rabbeinu himself Within Das itself, Moshe Rabbeinu is tapped into the highest level of Das. That means ordinary Nishamas, even those that are Nishamas called Adam, man, which means they have the Das. We said earlier, they have the Das, but they can't transmit it lower. They can't give it, they're living in this reality, but they can't communicate that to other people. A Rebbe can do that, not a Tzaddik. They have to differentiate between a Rebbe and a Tzaddik. The whole Maimer Mishpatim is to explain what a Rebbe is. The whole Mishpatim, this whole three pages of Torah are tzaddikim. Tzaddikim are living in a higher reality. But they can't project that into other Nishamas. It's only Moshe Rabbeinu and the expansion of Moshe that's in every generation, which is a Rebbe. Not every Rebbe. It's to be a real Rebbe. I'm not sure. In any case... And explains why. In Das itself, there's two levels of Das. There is Das that serves as the connector between the Mochin and the Midas. Because, for example, when you learn something, and you understand something, in order for that information to have an impact on you, to change you, to have, you have to have Das. Which means you have to you have to you have to really really connect to the subject and feel that it's it's real. Then you can get excited about it. Without the das, then you have intellect, but it doesn't it doesn't carry down into the emotions. Okay, so you can have very very lofty ideas in your head, but when it comes to personal excitement, your excitement is going to be in very coarse things. With lacking the das, there's a disconnect. So das connects the intellect to the midos. But then there's another das, a higher level of das, 
the das, see das is related to keser. So the das tachton is standing under chachmem bina, over here, bridging the chachmem bina with the midas. But then there is a das elyon that is above chachmem bina, it's connected to keser, and what it's supposed to do is to connect the chachma to the bina. It's a much higher das. Das is to know, is to ba. Das is zivog, union. But it, it's either connecting the mochen to the midos, or it's connecting the mochen themselves. Why? By connecting to the very soul itself. So Moshe Rabbeinu's das is from the das elyon, from Keser. Because he is from that supernal level of das, he's able to transmit das down into, into the neshama sabri yetzir nasi. As he says, Kiyesh, Das Elyon, as it says, Kale Deois Havaya, that God is a God of Deois, two levels of Das. Das Elyon, who am a Zavik Chachmobina, that brings a Zivog of Chachmobina. The Das Tachnen and the lower Das, Achoire Kasvin, it's in the back of the, behind the Kasvin, which are the shoulders. Shemispashit Bipnimius Amidois, it includes, it gets, it expands in the innermost of the Midois, Lias Mazen Lebehema. To go down to the behemoth, to bring the animal up from Biyah, like we spoke earlier, that Moshe Rabbeinu does that. He goes to the Neshamas of Briya, Tzir and Asiya, enabling them to connect. And in the world of Briya, Gamkain, Talmide Chachamim. The world of Briya is Neshamas of Talmide Chachamim. But even Talmide Chachamim, even those who are very scholarly, even the big scholar, a lot of times a big scholar says, I don't need a Rebbe, I can learn myself. A Rebbe is for someone, uh, for simple people, they need a Rebbe. But I've got my own knowledge. No. He says, even Tamid HaChachamim that are related in the world of Bria, are still only living in Behema consciousness. Ki Talmud Because they learn a lot of Gemara, they learn a lot of Talmud. And Talmud is in the world of Bria, that's according to Arizal. Chumash, you know, Kabbalah and Atzilus, Talmud is in Bria. So you can have a lot of Gemara information, but still Behema. For who al yaday, and how does Moshe Rabbeinu accomplish this chibur, this attachment? Ki sikne. Pasik continues, and the Pasik says, when you will purchase. Ki sikne, when you will purchase. And we, we ask the question, how come it says ki sikne, when you will purchase, in the singular? It should say, ki yiknu, when they will purchase. Talking about the Jewish people purchasing. Suddenly, why do you think ki sikne? So we learned that this is referring to Moshe. How will you infuse das in them? Kisikne when you will purchase. Eved. What does he mean you will purchase? What does that mean? So he explains like this. Let's understand we're purchasing, what the level of purchase is. Where does purchase take place? So the idea is as follows. There is, we spoke earlier, there's the difference between Atzilus and Bria. Bria is, is a new creation. What's Atzilus? Atzilus is not a new creation. Atzilus is taking the hidden potential of God and revealing it. That's the idea of a purchase. Because purchasing, when you buy something, the thing, you didn't create a new thing. You have two ways of having a table in your house. Either you can go to the lumber yard and get wood and build a table. That's when you're creating the table. Or you can go to a store and take a finished table and then you just buy it. Till now it was hidden from you especially since the store has it wrapped in a box. And then you get it, open it up. So it's, the thing was just concealed from you. It always was. You just purchased it. To you it now became revealed. So the idea of kisikne is to take something from a hidden state to a revealed state. 
Vahainu, so that's what he's saying about Moshe Rabbeinu. Kinyan is an atzilus. From the concealed to the revealed. How do we know that Kinyan is an atzilus? We say, in Kiddush Levana, we say, Baruch, we say to the moon, Baruch Oisech, blessed is the one who made you. Baruch Yoitzrech, blessed is the one who formed you. Baruch Boirech, blessed is the one who created you. So we're following the moon in all three worlds. The moon down here. The moon in Yetzirah. Baruch Bayrech, the, the moon in Bria. And finally, what do we say? Baruch Koinech. Blessed is the one who purchased you, who acquired. Acquired you means he moved you from the hidden potential of the Ein Sof, and he moved you into revelation, into expression. He made Malchus of Atzilus come out and emerge. He brought you out as an attribute from its potential, didn't create. Malchus of Bria is already a created level of Malchus, but this is not a creation yet. It's a Gilu Yehel. Okay, so how does Moshe Rabbeinu give us gra- the, the grass of Atzilus? Is Baruch, Baruch, is, I'm sorry, Kisikne, when you will. Because you will bring Atzilus down into Bia. Kisikne Eved. You will go down to the world of the Eved, who is in the world of Bria. And you will bring kisikna. You will make. You will put him in touch with kisikna with atzilus. Not meaning that instead of him being living in a world of creation, as he's going to explain later. Really, our shoresh, because we said all neshamas really come from atzilus, but the sikna element, the atzilus element of our souls, is not expressed. It's hidden. So Moshe has to be megala the atzilus of our neshamas to us. And he says, when you're in an atzilus state, then then. Then you have the Das. Atzilus is a world infused with Das. And he says, the biggest proof, what's the proof that someone is in a Shama of Atzilus? What's the indication of Atzilus versus Bria? Very simple idea. And that is that a very simple simon sign. People who get distracted by worldly things, they can do, they have a lot of extreme, they, have, they can have very rich spiritual lives. But while they're in, engaged and involved in something of the material, physical world, you can see that at this moment, they're in Gashmias. And at this moment, they're, they're, they're involved in taking care of something material and physical. And they're not in the state of Vegas. That's if you're in a Shama of Bria. If you're in a Shama of Bria, you can't be connected to God, and at the same time, your mind focuses on worldly things. The magic of a Natsila soul is that it never gets distracted even while doing all material, physical things in this world. Shopping, eating, cooking, whatever this person does, they don't become distracted from God, even for a moment. In other words, they have to be able to think two thoughts at one time. And that's impossible. You think two thoughts. How can you be thinking about God at the same time? But it's not like they don't deal with things in this world. These tzaddikim, of Atzilus, they had families, and they even worked for a living, many of them. But yet at the same time, there was no distraction ever. How does that work? So he's going to bring an example from Yosef. Atzilus is something that it's, what it says by Yosef. It says by Yosef, that he came in to do his work. The Targum, and the Targum says, He came down to do the bookkeeping. Now, everybody understands when you're doing bookkeeping and you have to add up the numbers, it takes a lot of concentration. 
to really, really do the math. You have to concentrate. So he's running this big, 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 his, his entire estate of his master. Okay, and it's a lot of spending, and he has to straighten out all the books. So he has to concentrate. Even though he was engaged and involved in the needs of this world, they do not distract his thought from being a chariot. Even at the very, very literal time, he remains completely connected to the Ebeshter, at the same time. V'zeu neshama d'atzilas. This is a neshama of atzilas. Because only a neshama of atzilas can do that. And the Tzemach Tzedek elaborates on this a little bit. And the Tzemach Tzedek says, it's only because, how, how can you do that? How can you think two thoughts? If you're in one thing, you're in one thing. He says, the only reason why when you're in one thing, you're in one thing, and not in the other thing, is if the, your mind is attached to something that you that 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 in your in your reality is a something, but someone who's a neshama of atzilus who sees how the olamos and the world are in a constant state of bittel to God, one thousand percent in a constant nullification, they have no existence at all. So you can't get caught up in anything but Hashem. So their mind is always in the reality of Hashem. It's not like they don't notice things, but the things of the world are utterly insignificant, even though they have to pay attention to it. But it's not in a way that it, that it captures them. It's hard to find the exact muscle for that. But we can have that in our lives. We see that sometimes when you're doing something, and you, you can be doing it, and your attention is not there at all, even though you're doing it. And even though... But, you know, it's a, it's a, it involves your mind, but it doesn't trap your mind. It, it, it doesn't ca- it, as you're still free at the same time. It's hard to find an example for that. Yeah, but in, in driving, it's because your body has gotten used to it, and you don't have to use your mind. So when you're driving, you don't have to use your mind. You can listen to a share while you're driving. Because your mind is free because you're not using it. But we're talking about that Yosef was engaged involved in doing the work. He had to add up the numbers. He had to invest his mind. But it's still it's not being invested because it's hard to understand that. I, I don't really get it. But in any case, I'm not a neshama vatsilas. I don't know. But a neshama vatsilas can do this. It can be in two places. But Bria is in his chachas, from something to something, from, from nothing to something. But Kishayrish Adam Umatzilas. Now, oh, but the Shayrish of every single. Now, here's the Chiddush. What does Moshe Rabbeinu do? Kisikna. Moshe Rabbeinu enables a what? On a Shama of Bria to have the Das of Atzilas. Why? On a Shama, Moshe Rabbeinu connects the two. And that is because. Because really in truth, even the neshamas of Bria Yetzira are not essentially from Bria. Because ultimately everything traces its way back to Atzilas. It's only that what? That some neshamas are disconnected from that dimension of who they are, of their real, their real Metzias. Kishay Resha Adam because the root of every neshama is from Atzilas. Vafilu Misha Yesh Rak Nefesh to Bria, and even someone who only has a soul of Bria, this person also has in a concealed state 
He has a fila chaya yechida. He even has chaya and yechida. And therefore everybody has that. So Moshe Rabbeinu needs to do is kisikne. He has to, he has to reveal the atzilas dimension in the neshamas of Bria. And through that, give them the das. Because they're shy, they're, they, they can have the das. But they themselves can't open up their own souls to that sensitivity. It's locked from them. Yeah? They're locked out of their own soul. That's sad. Imagine someone being locked out from his own soul. Bria, and that's the thing, when God created us into creation, He locked a certain part of our own of our own neshama, of our own consciousness, which is our divine consciousness, got locked. The tzaddik is the one, the Moshe Rabbeinu, who can unlock that lock and open you up to your experience. It's not his experience, it's you. That's the idea that he gives you the grass. He gives you the ability to connect kisikna to your level of kinyan. Because our father, it's hard to understand what he wants with kinyan. I think it means he's explaining why every neshama has this, um, this Indian. Because we're, the others, our fathers, they were the Merkava. The idea of a Merkava is that, they, that even down here, they remain attached. He's in a constant state of Bittl. He can be down here, like it says. Since the others were in this state, they transmit that to all their children. So we all have it. It's only that by the Avos, it was manifest in a revealed way. By Yosef, it was naturally that way. By us, that we become the Shamas of Avadim, this dimension of our soul is blocked. Comes Moshe Rabbeinu when he unblocks. Mash enkin bebriya, but which isn't the case of Bria, there you need to have, while yedei kisikneh, there you need to have the work of Moshe, Kisikna Hamshacham Atzilus. Kisikna means you will bring the light of Atzilus down into Bria. That's it. You will take the world of acquisition, the world of Atzilus, which is called Kinyan, and connect that into Bria. which is Moshe. he's from the higher Das. And he brings that Das down everywhere. Not only neshamas that are incarnated in bodies, even in the higher spiritual souls that are in the reside in the spiritual in the higher worlds, they too need Moshe's das. This is all through Moshe, the the, the, the faithful shepherd, like a like a shepherd leading his flock in good pasture. The noise in Mazain, and he gives food. Kach Moshe, so to Moshe, who amam shecha esav, he's the one who draws forth the the esav, the grass. Ki Moshe upchenas ma the chachma. Moshe is the essence of ma. Vanachnu ma koyach ma shalo aras mitzchad atik, which is the power ma of the radiance of the forehead of atik, which is the innermost of the crown. So Moshe Rabbeinu has that. And therefore he has the ma in its deepest level. And he can transmit that ma, he can bypass the border, the, the barrier of malchus, to transmit that ma light when he brings his asaph, his grass down, to the flocks, to the behemoths of Bria, to receive that. 
V'zahu Moshe. In Moshe itself, you also have the word Ma Shin. Same like Esav. He gives the Esav, which is the Ayin Beis Shin. It's the Ma Shin. Begimul Kavim. Umevarer Haban. And what does he do? He is the one whose Mevarer rectifies the Ban, which is the Behemoth. Ma fixes Ban. So Moshe. He's from the higher das, which is higher than Ishtalshalus, because we're going to learn soon in the Mimer. explains that in das itself, there is two levels. We, we mentioned earlier two levels of das, the das that connects the mochen to the midos, and then there's the das of keser. So another Indian in this, another way of the way this is explained is that it says, and by God we say that there is, God knows everything that happens. Everything. So there's an attribute called Sphira Sadas, the attribute of Das, which is where knowledge takes place. But then, the, the, the word that it says, the, the, the term that is usually stated by the sages, when they speak about Hashem knowing everything that's happening in the world, they don't say that God knows, they say, Golu Viyadua. It is revealed and it is known. So why doesn't it say that God knows everything? It says, it is revealed and it is known. What's the difference between knowing and it being known? So it is explained that there is two levels in the way God knows the world. There is one level of knowing which is similar to our knowledge. The way we know something is, we go and we research it. We go and we put our minds to it to know it. So we enclose ourselves in it to know it. Anything you want to know. You, you enter into it with your mind to know it. And, and that kind of knowledge the knowledge is step by step. First you know something in general. Then you get a little deeper into it. You get to know certain. Let's even get to know a person. So first, you get to know a person very general. You know this person. This person comes to show. I know this person, and you have some conversations, some talks. So you get to know the person a little bit more. The inner workings of this human being. So you go. You're having your knowledge, and that type of knowledge is very different because you so you know your community, you know people around everybody you know differently depending on how much your knowledge has, your knowing how deeply connected you got to this person or that person, everything is different. So Hashem is that way too. He knows every creature and every being in its own unique way, as He knows this and as He knows that. But that's the lower knowledge. Then there's a much higher knowledge. Where Hashem knows the world not by entering into His knowledge and entering it, because that kind of knowledge would mean if He knows everything in a in a manner in which he's knowing it by in being investing his knowledge into it, that would make his knowledge and him thereby, thereby um, um, what's it called again? Um, divisible. Because he knows this like this and he knows him like this. So all these elements of knowledge would create different elements in God. So we say like this now. In Sphira Sadas, yes. In Atsilos, that's how God knows the world. 
But higher than Atzilus, he knows the world on a whole different level. He knows the world in a manner in which he knows everything, not by investing himself in it, but he knows everything in absolute unison. From the highest creature to the lowest being, he knows it all in one scan, in one element, and he knows it not by being invested in this or in that. It's just, it's called an encompassing knowledge. It's an outside knowledge. Now in that outside knowledge, he knows everything down to the tiniest detail of detail, but it's in one singular element. Of the, he knows. It's hard for us to imagine it. But he just gives the example. He says, you know, Hashem knows what's happening in the supernal attributes. He knows what's happening through all the billions of angels, each one's thoughts, each one's feelings. He knows what's happening in the low world's lower. He knows, he knows what every human being is thinking all the time. Every, imagine billions of people. To know every single person's thoughts all the time. Not just at, oh, I'm checking this guy out, I'm checking this guy out. Knowing every single man, woman, child, Chinese, Indian, Pakistani, every single person across the world, God knows his thoughts all the time. But I like the way the Tzemach puts it. And the Eberster knows the thoughts of every horse in a barn. So does that mean he's investing himself into the horse's brain all day long and seeing, oh, it's not that way. It's one knowledge. and It's one knowledge, and here's the thing, in the same knowledge that he knows the, 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 the workings, the inner workings of the attributes of Atzilus, in that same knowledge, he knows the thought of the donkey. Because it's all equal. To the infinite, to God, to God Almighty Himself, to Hashem Himself, all equal. The highest and the lowest is absolute nothing to Him, zero. Including, and therefore He can know them all in one knowledge. It's, it's like a circle and it's an encompassing, there's no higher and there's no lower. That's the higher knowledge. That's called the makif knowledge. Now Moshe Rabbeinu's knowledge, Moshe Rabbeinu was plugged in which das? Not in the attribute of das, in where there is a higher, lower, where there is a hierarchy of knowing this in one way and knowing this in the other way. In the same similar type of knowing that we have, in which we get to know things differently as we know. Moshe Rabbeinu's das is rooted in the higher level of das, where everything is known, not that he is knowing, it is known. Since Moshe Rabbeinu is rooted in that level of das, he has the ability to bring das in all levels. Because what, what do we say is the character, what is the, what is the, what is the element of this das, is that to it everything is equal. So Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't make a difference. Or tzaddik, and even the most coarsest, insensitive Jew. Moshe can infuse them both with Das. He has no limit. Why? Because he's rooted in the Das Elyon on the level of Golova Yadua. I do want to say that we're talking and we're talking and we're talking, but my knowledge of whatever we're learning over here is very, very vague. This is Mamish, just like an outer sketch of like what is being said. It's a very deep mimer. But Vizao Moshe, let's see over here, hold it. Uh, this is from the supernal Das, Shalomailam and Ishtalshalus, that is above Ishtalshalus, higher than the progression. Vinikra, and this Das is called Lefanecha before you, 
Niglu, it is revealed, kol taluma is all secrets. Sisrei kol chai, the hidden thing of every living beings. Golavi yadua, he knows what's going on in the mind of every mosquito, if there is a mind. Everything. Shegiluyim v'yediyos an einon. The way he knows them is not with the erech eshtal shalos, in the order of progression. Hashem is looking even at very physical things, even an animal. And again, in the words of the Tzadik, even what the horse is thinking. And since Moshe Rabbeinu is from this higher Das, that's higher than Atzilus, Tafke he is able to be mamshech das, also in Bria Yatsir and Asi. You see that by your Rebbe, the emphasis, you see that. The Lubavitcher Rebbe used to receive every day thousands of letters. He got more letters than the mailman in New York, they knew that he has the most letters in New York City go to 770 Eastern Parkway. People turning to him from every corner of the world. In addition to that, there were many people who didn't write, even couldn't write a letter, they communicated in their thoughts as they reached for a blessing. And, and the Rebbe was answering and involved with everybody across the world at the same time. It's like, it's, 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 it's only some, and you say, well, hold it, it's busy now. How do I know that if, if I'm turning with a bracha, I'm asking for a blessing? Today, people send faxes in. They send an email for a blessing. This, how many people in one day? Uh, this one's going through a surgery. This one's going through this one. This one, this one, this one, this one. Thou, people are asking for business brachas all day long. All day long, people are asking for blessings. See, see, the tzaddik is busy. He's answering this one. He's answering this one. He's answering that one. There's a certain das. On this level of das, when you're in espashtus, when you're in expansion of Moshe Rabbeinu, then you have the das from that level of das where you know where everything is known. It's not like you have to hear, oh, so tell me about. And the Rebbe did that too. Many times people would come, and the Rebbe would want to know about the Yidden and Russia, he would want to know. But that doesn't know. There was a different level of knowledge where he knew where he knew he knows it all. But then there is another kind of knowledge where he's investigating, hearing, but Hashem does that too. There is the knowledge higher than Atsilas, and then there is a more in there is a more invested type of a knowledge in one that you get excited about. The higher knowledge is a knowledge which is completely detached, but yet you know it all. So in this level is the ability to be able to know everything simultaneously. And it's an exact same way. Moshe Rabbeinu plugged into that level of Das, and as a result of that, Moshe can in Das all levels equally. Atzilus and even Briya Yatsiranasi. Now behold, let's take a let's take a little break. We have a another uh, column to do. We finished the first column. Ah, for sure. Go ahead. Okay. So we're holding over here. Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama comes from the first Shemitah. What does that mean? It says in Sefer Habo here, 
that our, our cycle that we're living in now is the second Shemitah. The first Shemitah was the Shemitah Sachesed, a Shemitah of kindness, 7,000 years. And now we're in the second Shemitah, which is the Shemitah of Gevura. Well, and now we're in the second Shemitah, the Shemitah of Gevura. Now, some of the people understood this, that there was a previous world before this world. And Darizal explains that it's not a literal physical world. It was a spiritual world, which we spoke about many times, Olam Atohu, and that was before this world. And that world was called the Shemitah of Kindness. And now came the Shemitah of our Shemitah that we're living now, where things are far more constricted. That's Shemitah of Gevura. Moshe Rabbeinu, and in this world that we're living in now, in the, in the, is, uh, is, uh, needs a tikkun. And the tikkun comes from, from uh, there were two nishamas, only two nishamas, that were transplanted from the first Shemitah into the second Shemitah. And those two nishamas are Chanoch, which it says about Chanoch, that Vayeshala Chanoch, that Chanoch went with God. So Chanoch was a very big tzaddik, the great-great-grandfather of Noach. And then and aside from him was Moshe. That's it. The only two souls that came from the early Shemitah into the Shemitah to fix the world. In a Moshe as it says, He was drawn forth from the water. Water is chesed. So Moshe comes from the world of chesed which preceded the Shemitah. From water is from the first Shemitah. And that's why Moshe says, Moshe says to the Jewish people, we are what? That you should argue upon us. Why are you complaining against us? Over here he says, <laughs> that you're complaining against us? You have no connection to us at all. Like, meaning you don't even have an idea where we come from. Moshe says about him and his brother are. But mainly to him. You have no shaykhs at all. So what, are you, what, are you, what are you complaining? Now this part, again, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of this mimer I just don't understand. From the water it's not marumas. Meaning it's, the main thing is, I guess he means is not that it says that he was from the water. The main thing is mishisihu targime shechalte that he's been drawn forth. guma. He was drawn from the concealed, from the concealment. But the main, see, the main thing about Moshe Rabbeinu is not that just that he comes from that world, but mishisuhu that he he was drawn from that concealed, hidden previous world into our existence, and that's why. And therefore, yesh koyach, Moshe has the koyach lahamshich to draw forth also the Asev, which is from the 288 sparks that we spoke about earlier that get, that are related to the das, the toihu. So Moshe Rabbeinu is able to draw that down into our world. To serve, to give that as food for them. But all of it, Yisrael. Meaning that Moshe Rabbeinu does it, but it's for the sake of the Jewish people. Because the Jewish people also have a connection to that place. In other words, the real reason why Moshe is able to do it is because Moshe has that power. 
But in addition to, to that ability being mitzad de mashpia, who is Moshe, the ability to receive that grass is because Yidin also have a shaykhis to it. Shegam Yisrael nikru, because Yidin also come from that place, to some degree. Because Yidin are called Eved Ivri, as it said this week, when you buy an Eved Ivri. Ivri means that those who come from the other side of the river. The river is the current world. It begins with the river. There's a river that goes out of Eden, and it goes, to the, it goes to the garden. From the garden, it forks into four rivers. And that's where all four worlds emerge, all three worlds. So it's all related to the river. But when we come from the other side of the river, that means that we're related to what preceded somehow to the same world that Moshe was. I, if so, if we're all from there, so what does it mean only Moshe Rabbeinu? We're really products of this world. It's just that we, we have a spark or something in a beginning in a previous world. Moshe Rabbeinu is taken as he is from that world and planted into this world. That's the river that goes out of Eden, Chachma. To give to water the garden, Sidre Dairais, which are the 53 parshas of the Torah. The Everanor, on the other side of the river, that which is Makif, that same place that we said Moshe Rabbeinu, he's, 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 he comes from the Makif, from the encompassing Das. Really, all Jewish people come from there. Milo Mata, from a place that, that encompasses above and below equally. Ukamashal, like the example, he wants to explain this idea of the Makifim, the encompassing lights. Kamashal Kadara Aretz, like the marshal of um, the, the earth globe. She'ain by Milo Mata. It doesn't have above and below. Because it's, because it's a globe. People live on the bottom, people live on the top, and you can't say anybody lives on the top or on the bottom. Like the, like the, like the Tzemach Tzedek brings, that the people, he's talking, he's in Russia, and he says, what's with the people in America? They're, they're walking upside down. They're on the other side, they're walking upside, they don't fall off. He says, well, why not? He says, the answer is, he says, because of gravity. But what is the deeper meaning? No one is on top and no one is on bottom. There's no top and there's no bottom when everything is a sphere. So there's no up and there's no down. That's the idea of makifim. It's all encompassing. You can't say that those who live on the bottom of the globe to go with their head down and their feet on the top. That's the idea of igulim. In the direct light, in the light that goes in Eshtalshalus, there is higher, lower. In a line, there is the top of the line and the bottom. Roish head, veraglaim, and legs. Tlas halal in the gagal to the three parts of the skull. Mashai can be igulim in the side of kalal, and in the igulim it doesn't exist. And since yidin really also come from the igulim, as we begin in these makif lights, since he didn't come from this Ivri state, that's why it's drawn in them, because the Esav comes from there. As we said, Moshe Rabbeinu is feeding from that place. Because a high place goes down low, so Nishamas came down, taka lower. And that Moshe can bring the grass down from that place to us. And that's why we say, that's why the Malachim sing Shira every day. To draw down this das. And they, three, they say three times Kaddish, 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 Kaddish. And these are the three vavs of the shin Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. And the Kaddish itself, that's the, the Asev, the Ayin Bez. 
Now it says, the Zohar says that this Kedusha that they say, Kaddish, 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 is done in unison. Those above and those are below do it in harmony. That means that the Melachim and the Jewish people sing it together. And that is because the Jewish people have arose in God's thoughts. They're higher than the angels. Which are speech. See, the Malachim come from, they're in the world of Yetzirah. They come from God's speech. The Nishamis are in, rise in God's thoughts in the world of, 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 of Machshava. So, Shehem Kalim Chitzainim be Yetzirah. They're the external vessels that are in Yetzirah. Umalachim de Bria, and even the Malachim that are in the world of Bria, which are the higher Malachim, Hem Yetzirah de Bria. It's not the real Bria. The real Bria are the Nishamis. They are the Yetzirah element of Bria. That what he's thinking, he's speaking, but it's still an Indian of speech. It's not a real Indian of thought. It's just that the, 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 it's like a person who's, who's, who's thinking and speaking loud, even though he doesn't want to talk. There's two types of speech. The speech when you're communicating. Then there is something you're thinking to yourself when you're talking. So the malachim who are in Olam Abriya, they are, they are the spoken word, they're not the thought, but there are, deep, there are deeper words. They're words that you don't even know that you're speaking. They're words that are connected to the thought still. But the Nishamas, they are the thoughts itself. But precisely because of that, the Nishamas of Yidin, Yuchel Islamish Beguf, is able to come into a body. Malachim can't go in a body. Because if they go in a body, in a physical body, they become corrupted. Only the Ma'ashaykan Malachim, which isn't the case with the angels. Shekitragu, they, 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 they accused. V'yardulaguf, they went down in a body. Naflulamata, they fell down below. V'anishama, and the neshama, afapisha mislabeshes beguf. The neshama, even though it comes in a body, she still remembers God. Achmekomokim, so you see, so neshamas are higher. Achmekomokim, kimishem shavaleshes, kishem melubeshes beguf, when the neshama is in a body, it's... True, it's coming from a higher source, but once the neshama goes in a body, it's lower than the, than the malachim. Nikra b'chinas Yaakov, she's called Yaakov. Umadregas, and her level is lamatam and amalachim, lower than the angels. So Yidin, the Jewish people exist on two levels, one higher than the angels in thought, the other one in, 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 in Asiya, in the world of, of completion, in the material world, which is lower than the, the malachim. So the malachim are sandwiched between the, 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 the Jews above and the Jews below. We have two names. Yisrael is the Nishamas above. Yaakov is the Nishama in a body. That corresponds to the world of action. Which the angels don't have. Action Action is a different power. It's not like speech. Because you see speech. You see, when a person is, 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 is speaking, speech is deeply connected to thought. Why? When you get distracted, when let's say someone, you can't talk. Talking, when you're talking, you have to be connected to your thoughts. So it's, speech is only the expression, the further elucidation and expression of thought. But when it comes to action, you can be doing an action and your mind can suddenly swim away completely and you can still be doing the action. Because action is, an, is a state of disconnect from the previous things. So that shows on the total disconnect of this world. 
This world is God's actions. That means we can be completely disconnected from the thinker and the speaker. It's like, it's like an activity, it's an action. It's just like in a person you find that action can be totally disconnected from you. Your, your mind and your thoughts can be completely somewhere else while people are sewing, people are cooking, their minds are elsewhere. Driving, you're doing an action. You're not there at all. He says, At the time that you're talking, you can't think only that which you're speaking. Which isn't the world of Asiya. And therefore, They're called garments. Where souls come from. But then there is the body, that's a garment. But then there is the body itself. God's body, that's Tatsilus. The gufen pchenasatzilus, k'moshul koyach hariyashem espashet ba'ayin, like the power of vision that goes into the eye, where the eye and the vision become one. So to atzilus is one with the powers of God that emanate in it, and this is only garments. But action is the most external garment. Ilachem bekedusha ela v'tata kachada. That's why when it comes to saying kadosh kadosh kadosh, when we need to bring down the das from Moshe Rabbeinu. So it, it, the way it's done is unison. Nishama said malachim. Because the, the, the malachim can't activate it on their own because they're in Yitzira. They need the, you, can't, you can't speak without thought. You need thought first. But on the other hand, the Jewish people can't activate it on their own because we're, since we're in bodies, we can't do it until the malachim do it. Um, above and below. and sandwiched in middle of them is Malachim. Dibor, speech. they're the middle. The and the three times Kadosh, Hemgamkin, here he says something that I don't understand, are, 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 are the three times Kale Shakai, Kale Adna, and Kale Havaya. We, we have sometimes the Torah uses the word Kale Shakai near Eli. Kale Shakai. Kale Adna says also, I'm trying to get a reference where the, where the Pasuk says, Kale Aleph Dalet Nun Yud, I'm not sure. Kale Hashem, I know. Kale Yud Kevavke. We say Kale Hashem Vayo'er Lanu. So you see the combination of Kale with different. Kale, so what's Kale? Kale is 31. Lamed Aleph. Hu Lamed Aleph Kutsa Desare. Kutsi Desari. 31 ends of the hair, I don't know. The Kaddish Gadol Pera Saroshe Tuf Yid Nimen. 401 hair. I don't know what it is. Don't have no clue what he's referring to over here. Unless I was thinking earlier, but I didn't get a chance to cheshman this out. Let's do it right now, if this is going to help me. If it does, it's going to be kind of cool. Let me see over here a minute. Me a calculator here. Let me try this. Try this gematria. Clear. Okay, here we go. Three times thirty-one is easy. That's sixty-three equals sixty-three. Yeah, sixty-three. That's kale. Three times kale. Then shakai plus. 314, 
I mean 93, I put, it's 93, I'm sorry. I have it, 90, I have over here 93. Plus 26, plus, 60. no, it's 498. I thought maybe, Kel Shaka, Kel Adna, Kel Avaya. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Minus, let's try this, 498. Minus. That's 405. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And here he says, because he says 410 Neiman here. So I thought that maybe that's connected. I'm not sure. I don't know what he means by this, that these, the three times Kadosh are Kel Shakai, Kel Adna, Kel Avaya, and Kel is the 31 Kutse Desara of a Kadosh. I have no idea what he's talking about. And they're all the three hollow elements of the skull of the Erech And this is all Moshe has access to this. We find when the Torah says Moshe, Moshe twice, there's no interruption between Moshe and Moshe. When it says Avram, Avram, it says Avram, Avram, and there is a psuk timer. There's a line in the middle. Same as Yaakov, Yaakov. The only one Moshe not. Ki Avram Avram of the world of Bria and Avram and Atzilus are not of the same level. Like we said earlier, remember we said about dust and ashes? I'm dust and ashes. Once Avram comes down, he changes. Moshe Rabbeinu is the only one who is the ultimate equalizer of all worlds. Because Moshe himself is from the das that we said from the circles where everything is equal. So Moshe, Moshe, Ki Avram Shebebriya Veshabat Silos Eina Masegecha. Shebebriya is Chachos, Vanoichi Ofa Veefer. Ava Moshe Shebat Silos Veshebebriya Shavin. Moshe is equal in Briya Niyot. Ki Hu Bebchenas Pnimias. He's in the innermost. Vuhu Bebchenas Kavachut. He's the Kav and the... He is the thread of the Orein Soif. Shebechala Oilam Ois Peshava. That is equal in all worlds. The Kalim are different. But the Oyer that comes through is the same. The thread. Good. Now, what did the Pasuk continue? Six years you should work. So what does that mean? If you have, once Moshe Rabbeinu transmits the Das to all the Nishamas of Bri and Yetzirah and Asiyah, then what? You can accomplish the six days you should work. That's referring to the mitzvahs that were done in the sixth millennium. Sha'olam and Arachza, which are mitzvahs that come up from the, from the washing place. Because the mitzvahs are garments, and garments need to be washed. Rechet says, ribun vilibun. They need a cleansing, they need a whitening. Why? Kishay shanim, when it says six years, it's referring to the 6,000 years of creation. Shis al-fishnin b'chinas levushin. Now, the 6,000 years, when we're talking about them over here, we're not talking about time, the 6,000 years of time. We're not talking about history. We're talking about the observance of mitzvahs that are done during the sixth six millennium. And that's called six years. He's asking a question, why are mitzvahs called years? Mitzvahs are beyond time. What does it mean? And the answer is, he's going to explain, the essence of a mitzvah is, it's God channeling himself down into time that we can connect to him. That's what mitzvahs are. So that's why you refer to mitzvahs as, as time, just like it says by Avram, it says, the Zohar says, that the Pasuk says that Avram came in his days. Avram ba he came in his days. Simply when he became older, 
But the deeper meaning is, the Zohar says, he came with every day because every day was a garment to him. He grabbed the day and he used it as a garment. Why? Because in every day he did a mitzvah. And the mitzvahs are garments. Good, if the, but the question is, good, it's a garment, why are you calling it days? And the answer is that godliness is beyond time and space. And if we want to, to experience the divine in its pure, beyond time and space state, we, we couldn't. It would, it would kill us. So therefore, it needs to lower itself down into a garment of time and space. That's the mitzvah. And when we enclose itself in the mitzvah, then eventually through the garment, we can experience the ziv, the radiance of God. So that's why the mitzvahs are called days. And so the sixth millennium, that it says six years, is referring to six, the time period allotted for mitzvahs. the higher days. David over there. The main thing is mitzvahs. Why are we talking about days? To be the garments. That the soul of my, of, of my master will be, will be wrapped up in the wrapper of life. Just like in order to throw a, st- a stone very high, you wrap it in a sling. And then it throws it. Like you wrap a stone in a sling and you throw it. The same is also through the garments. To be able to touch the mitzvah in its divine essence, we can never do it. Because the brightness of the mitzvah would burn us. So the mitzvah comes down into time. It, becomes, it enters into a setting of time and space. And that itself is the shield that we can enter into it and use that shield kind of to protect ourselves. Then you can see the bright light. Which you couldn't see without this, this thing. As he explains, the Torah mitzvahs as they are above, or bohir, they're a very bright light of the divine. And they're totally outside of time and space. So now the Torah and Mitzvah needed to become materialized. They, they descend from above time. Into time. That's why you say the time are the garments. Because the time element of the Mitzvah is the garment element of it. That you can clothe yourself in it and through that use to be able to see, to experience. But the problem is, once the Mitzvahs come down in time and space... What happens is they can remain stuck in time and space. See, the point over here is the, of the sling is that you create this garment, you put the stone in, and then you throw the stone. But if it remains stuck in that thing, it didn't gain anything. So if a neshama goes into a mitzvah, and the mitzvah is done with coarseness and self-awareness and all kinds of things like that, then the garment, the time and space element, the creation element of the mitzvah, instead of it being a enabler of godly light to be experienced in the neshama, that itself becomes part of the blockage. The person becomes very proud of his mitzvahs and all the like. So that itself becomes part of the... So that's why mitzvahs need washing. Automatically, the very fact that mitzvahs are physical gives a certain coarseness to it, which can create... Right? So that's why every mitzvah needs a washing. And the washing is... Moshe Rabbeinu is responsible through the das, through the understanding this is God's mitzvah, if it's Hashem's mitzvah, then what? What am I going to put my uh, whatever? In order for the mitzvah not to remain down here, 
You have to work the skin. These levushim, these garments, need to be worked out. They should become elegant garments. They shouldn't be blocking. Because if a person takes just plain material, uh, hide of an animal, and you dress yourself, you're dressed in a sack. But if you, you work the leather in a tannery, and you make it very fine, and it becomes the finest leather, it becomes a beautiful, uh, soft leather glove, it's a whole different thing. The mitzvahs are meant to be garments. They're not meant to be rags. So you need to, you need, you need to refine them. That comes through Moshe. He gives to eat and to drink the sheep. He also washes them. He bathes them. It's through prayer. Where we connect to Moshe Rabbeinu. We get the das. And then our mitzvah observance during the day has a certain refinement to it, has an elegance, has a, is done with, 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 a, with, a, with an awareness that this is God's mitzvah. And you have the love in the mitzvah, the fear in the mitzvah, it's not just a, a coarse act. So when it's, again, Hashem coarsens the mitzvah so that we can hop onto it, or else we couldn't connect to it. But our job is to uncoarsen it. Refine it. When we have this Moshe Rabbeinu's Das, which enables us to do the mitzvahs in the bright, proper manner, then in the seventh year, we go out to freedom. That's referring, freedom means without mitzvahs. This is referring to the seventh millennium. There is an opinion that says, that when Mashiach comes, mitzvahs are not going to be applicable anymore. We won't do mitzvahs anymore. We don't hold like this. We hold that mitzvahs will continue even. He's talking not after Mashiach. He's talking in the seventh millennium. He says, even though mitzvahs will continue, they're not going to be the way we do them now. They're going to be in a complete different way. Why? What? Yeah, so in the days of Mashiach, we are going to do mitzvahs the way we do them now. But in, of course in a perfect state. But after, in the seventh millennium, then there's one opinion that there's no more mitzvahs. And even according to the, that we hold that there are mitzvahs, he says, mitzvahs will continue, but they're going to be in a whole different manner. So it's considered freed from the mitzvahs as we are, do them today. Not like now. Going from strength to strength. Now we go up and down. Eternal resting. These are the laws. This is what you should give in to them. Coming from Moshe. And all of this was after the Torah was given. You be the medium. We can't speak to God directly. You be the one. So now Hashem says, if that's the case, let me make you tell you what your job is. Your job is to channel the das into them. And through that you will nurture them and bathe them. So they um, do their laundry, kind of. So that their mitzvahs are... What? This is what Hashem is telling Moshe. Now, hold it. This is after Matan Torah. Now initially had the Jews be willing to accept it directly from God then we wouldn't, that this might have not have been necessary, but the Yidin couldn't, they couldn't handle it. 
So that's why Moshe serves as this, as this. So Hashem, right now, that's why this makes the connection, why this is the first mitzvah after Matan Torah. Because or else, what, what's, why is this the most important mitzvah now about buying it? Now it makes sense. Because now that the Jewish people said, we need to have this medium, so Hashem says, okay, Moshe, this is your job description. Your job is kisikne. Your job is to put them in touch with atzilus, with the world of emanation. Eved, Ivri, and the reason you're able to do that because they're an Eved, even though they're Eved, but Ivri, they come from the other side of the river, which means they also come from the Makifim, and therefore you can connect them to that world of Atzilus and equalize and bring the Das down to them. And as a result of that, Sheishanim Yavod, we're going to be successful. The sixth millennium of work of Torah and Mitzvah is going to lead us to a Bashvius in the seventh millennium, Yetzel Lachafshi, we will go out to freedom, meaning the job will be have done. Chinam without mitzvah observance anymore because we have accomplished it all within the sixth millennium. That's the way we learned. All right, l'chaim, everyone. This is one of the hardest memorim in terms of the decryption of the, the words of it. Is very, this is the, this is, um, very rarely do I feel when I'm teaching that I don't understand what I'm teaching, and tonight was one of those. But...